Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Fun conversation today. Uh, we're checking in with the Benson sisters, Shauna and Julie, who do wonderful work on Birds of Prey for DC, and Tom King, who's just killing it on Batman, Mr. Miracle, some new projects that have been announced as well. They're all back from DC in DC, where DC Comics went and had a really fun uh, day of uh, panels and uh, they previewed the Black Lightning uh, show, and it was sounded like a really great event that happened in the Washington, D.C. area at the museum and uh, a couple other of the museums in the D.C. area. And I uh, just wanted to check in with Julie and Shauna and Tom for a fun conversation about that. And uh, then, of course, we had to break in. It's something that we've been wanting to do for, gosh, uh, since last summer, and that's uh, they are all old movie buffs. And uh, they really wanted to sit down and play a game of Trivial Pursuit, the Silver Screen Edition, which I still say is one of the hardest movie quiz games you'll ever play. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to get them together to uh, do it. We just wanted to do it casually, but I'm like, let's do a podcast about it. So that's what you're getting today. Uh, there's some good DC talk and, of course, the event and uh, Tom Previews. Uh, his new concept, it's not a specific issue, but uh, something that's going to be happening in the DC Universe, I think, starting in the fall or in the spring, and that's Sanctuary, which is uh, a really interesting idea of uh, looking at uh, superheroes and the potential for uh, post-traumatic stress disorders that might come from uh, saving the world and facing real near-apocalyptic doom. Something we've always sloughed off in comic books, but, you know, for people who've really experienced life and death situations uh, in the world, that's a real thing, and that can have some real consequences. So Tom talks about Sanctuary, and uh, they talk about the panels they were on, and it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it today. Uh, the Benson sisters, Julie and Shauna Benson and Tom King, on today's Word Balloon. All brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you very much, League, for your support. Uh, it meant a lot in 2017. It still means a lot now. Um, I inch closer to full-time employment, but I'm not quite there. But uh, regardless, I appreciate your support of Word Balloon, believing in Word Balloon by subscribing in it. Word Balloon is free. It'll always be free. But if you want to help the cause out, and uh, man, you guys sure did in 2017. I can't thank you enough. Continue to do it this month and beyond. Um, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash wordballoon or go to wordballoon.com. Click on the Patreon ad there and uh, add your support. Do you think Word Balloon's the worst uh, price of a comic book each month? If you do, and if you can afford it, I thank you for your support. So again, thank you for everything you do, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Man, I am looking at some of the deals at InStock Trades, and I am loving some of the stuff that you can get. You can get things like the original Superpowers collection. That's Jack Kirby in 1984. Uh, who came in and did an incredible Justice League story. It was uh, for the uh, toys that were coming out, and uh, we got a classic from the master. It's, uh, man, let's see, collects uh, Superpowers 1 through 5, and that was Volume 1, and then uh, 1 through 6, Volume 2. So pretty amazing stuff, and classic villains, classic heroes, in the Kirby style. It's 45% uh, off, $21.99. You can get Mighty Thor... Uh, hardcover Volume 4, Jason Aaron, Russell Dodderman, and others doing an amazing uh, job on uh, Thor and uh, both the Odin Sun, and well, I shouldn't say both because really you get Thor, you got the War Thor, uh, you've got Jane Foster, of course, as Thor, uh, the Odin Sun, all of them. 
And uh, this is 136 pages, again, volume four, 42% off, $14.49. You can get Shadows on the Grave. This is a great collection uh, from the master, Richard Corbin. Who knows horror better than Richard Corbin? This is a great Dark Horse collection, 240 pages, 42% off, $11.59. you got to love Richard Corbin, for God's sake. You can get Supergirl, Daughter of New Krypton. This book uh, features Sterling Gates and Jamal Igles' run. Uh, Keith Champagne doing uh, great inking work on this. This is a great collection. Man, I'll tell you, Sterling and Jamal did such a great job uh, collect, or, uh, you know, writing Supergirl and drawing Supergirl during this run. It was one of my favorite runs. And this is during New Krypton, so this is when uh, she had to deal with the Kryptonian outbreak, uh, her mother aligning with General Zod. Uh, there was some great Kryptonian politics in this story, and also the mystery of Superwoman. Pretty great story. 45% off, $10.99. Some of the great books that are waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. Check it out for yourself. We should talk about uh, Benson and King books that are on sale. Here, I'll give you a King book right now. The hardcover of uh, his uh, wonderful Vision series. Man, we're all enjoying Mr. Miracle so much right now. Uh, but this is, uh, I think, the book that put Tom on the map, obviously, back in 2015. What a great series. 488 pages. Uh, you get all the extras, not only the series itself, but all the uh, great bonus stuff that uh, the director's cut gave us uh, from one through six on Vision. Uh, a great book, man. Uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Hernandez and uh, Walata and, uh, am I saying it right? Walta, excuse me. And Tom King. Uh, this book is 45% off, $21.99 from InStockTrades.com. Do it now. You'll get great books at great prices. Okay, let's get things started with uh, Julie and Shauna Benson, a great casual cartoon, ca- conversation, cartoon, conversation about DC and DC and uh, what's going on in uh, their books. And uh, then we get into some great movie trivia. Here's Julie and Shauna Benson and Tom King on Word Balloon. We're here. How you doing, everybody? Hello, it's world. Julie, Shauna Benson. How you guys doing? I am I am well. How are you, Julie? That's Shauna. I am also well. Excellent. Tom King, how you doing? I'm terrible. What is this? <laughs> You're always I'm terrible. terrible. I'm always terrible. I'm Sorry. worried about something. I'm freaking out about something. That's how I live my life. Oof. Get used to it. You cannot have more anxiety than I have. What? Is this an anxiety <laughs> op? Is that why we're on this podcast? I'm ready to go. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to play games. We're going to be playing uh, some uh, classic movie trivia in a second. But DC and DC just happened, and I feel obligated to ask you guys how, how the experience was. I'm reading nothing but positive things. I haven't watched the panels yet. I'm hoping that they are sitting on YouTube, and I'll be able to stream them at my convenience. I believe yeah, they I are. Yeah, I want to watch Tom's panel. I yeah, my that. panel was best. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me. I mean, I, I've heard about my panel was horribly depressing. Who wants to be on a panel of depress? I was on the depressing panel. Well, Don't was watch- it just you talking about Sanctuary, the new thing, or was it uh, more people? Oh no, no, it was uh, it was a bunch of us up there. The, okay. There was a, a Surgeon General on the panel. That was intimidating. The uh, Obama's Surgeon General was sitting next to me the whole time. What? Wow! I know, right? That's awesome! Oh my god! So Sanctuary, was, tell tell people about Sanctuary who maybe didn't hear the news. Uh, it's a new. So I was on a PTSD panel. So it was me, Jason Inman, who's been on Word Balloon a bunch. Yes, it did. 
who served in Iraq in Former 05. Military. Yeah. military. Uh, uh, Mitch Garage, who's my my artist, who is the best artist in comics I happen to work with on uh, Mr. Miracle. Indeed. And uh, and it has uh, bro- two bro- both his brothers and his father served in the military. And the Surgeon General. And uh, uh, J.W. Cortez, who's an actor on Gotham, who also served the Marines and was oh, in Iraq. Cool. So it was all of us talking about our messed up anxiety, being like, we could beat Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That I think that entire panel might match my anxiety. It was mostly Julie-centric. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be amazing. I definitely want to watch this now if it's all about me and PTSD. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dude, me and PTSD is your TV pilot. You just nailed it. <laughs> you write the crap out of that thing, and I will watch it. Me and PTSD. That almost sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah. Rated G. Absolutely. <laughs> well, our panel was not depressing. Our panel was all female. Uh, it was the Wonder Women panel, which I think confused people. They're like, wait, where's Gal Gadot or whatever? Um <laughs> And it was so it was me and Shauna, Agnes, Shay, uh, and then all the beautiful actresses Mariko. and uh, Mariko, yeah, and then all the beautiful actresses from Gotham and Flash and Legends Legend. and all that wow. stuff. So it was like not that we're like, you know, we're not like hunchbacks sitting in the front <laughs> row, but it definitely <laughs> felt like the like goober writers and the most beautiful women in the world behind you and you're like cool cool let's make sure we're blocking the pretty pretty people because that's important did you guys get a fair share of questions along with the the pretty actors not at all not at all i mean i i think if they were to do it again which i hope i really hope they do um they should definitely do a uh, it was nice to be up there with them but the you know the fans obviously want to talk to the the to the actors they that's what most of the people wanted to be there for sure and so in plus there was just so many of us and it was only a 45 minute panel so it just felt like we were all trying to hurry up and, and, and talk and get our viewpoints in and there were some really great questions though there was a the one guy who asked a question uh, said when we, when we finally let him talk, I guess uh, asked, "I'm a new dad, and what should I be doing so that I can make sure that my daughter grows up to be like one of you awesome women or like oh, a really lovely. strong woman?" And it was yeah. like the cutest, great. And we're like, "You're already doing it." The fact that you asked that question, you know, like sure, it's amazing. Um, and it was just great to see the representation. I think that was the buzzword of the weekend, right, Shauna? Yeah, definitely representation. I think I must have heard that like every hour on the hour for the entire weekend, which is fine because that's really what it was about. But did, did, great. did they have an artist alley and was it like a traditional no. con? So no, it wasn't panels a con at and... all. It was just like a symposium for like a day kind of vibe. Like, oh, and it was were just like, the one day. Go on. Yeah. It was like, well, I think there was stuff on Friday, but it was more signings in this cool booth they had or something. Tom, sure. you did it. Yeah. The booth was cool. They had like a, uh... They had a pop-up booth for the first time, like a pop-up restaurant, but for nerds, pop-up nerd. Did it take <laughs> on a DC theme? Uh, was it a specific book or just DC in general? It was DC in general, but they and they sold out of everything, so it was like super popular. Oh, wow. They had, like, they had t-shirts, they had Funko, they had comic books, and and they had signings. And, 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 and when they had these, it was really cool. Like, they built it out of scratch. Like, it was in front of the museum, which is like this big museum in DC, which is only five blocks from my house. And, nice. uh, and it was just, but they, but they just like put up a, like they built the walls and they, 
and they decorated them, and it looked like like a mini comic book store they built in a day. Uh, and it was super cool. And, and our signing sold out like in 10 seconds. They ticketed it. And that's just, it's so, yeah, it was a huge, like the DC fans came out and that's were awesome. in. Yeah. And it was free, right? The whole thing was free. Was it really? Yeah. There was a, this, oh, that's fantastic that it was free too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Very impressive. No, I mean, I was reading about it, obviously, and bummed that I couldn't be there. And I knew that, you know, you uh, all were going and that's great. And, Buddies like Pants, I know, was out there from Comic Geek Speak. He's a good man. Yeah, you guys yeah, got yeah. Pants. Always and we also stuff. we got to go to the Black Lightning premiere, which was awesome. Yeah, tell me about the, it. Uh, As African we're recording, American. this is the yeah. night that it's debuting, and I, I haven't watched it yet. So tell me about the. Oh, Black I can't wait to hear what you think. I really loved it, and we got to see it with like we got lucky, and we saw it with like the the cast and crew, and so it was just a really fun crowd like cheering through it and and con- it was so great it was really fun it, it, i i use the generic term electric because it really that's yeah. sort of how the room felt it was really it was a good time that's and i awesome. think the character development in that show is just the strongest thing i've ever seen in a pilot so long time i like it long time i saw a picture of and tell me and ptsd that's gonna be the topper and tell me t- me and ptsd <laughs> yeah then it's <laughs> No, I, mean, I feel bad. We we kind of like segued off of uh, off. Tom talking about sanctuary. Oh, yeah, so no, I'm to get back to it. I would much um, rather talk about the pilot. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm excited. Well, no, let's, let's break finish. a pilot on the on air. Let's just break a new pilot. I'm excited. No, I'm excited for for Black Lightning. I saw the picture of you guys with uh, Tony Isabella too, or one of you, maybe just Julie. I can't remember now. Yeah, because I'm the only one who cares about you know the history of comics, unlike Sean and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean when you ran away while I was talking to Tony Isabella, Shauna, and then there I had was to like cheesecake table, Shauna. There was a cheesecake Ooh. table, and then Shauna had to come back and get me and go. Um, you missed talking to Tony Isabella, and I was like, oh, I'll be right back. Cheesecake table. <laughs> that guys, that was the weirdest party ever that I've ever been to in my life because it was like this really cool cocktail party where you're surrounded by like celebrities. You kind of like want to look at the corner of your eye, like Shauna. Oh, we got the Bensons, and but. But like then, like halfway through the party, they're like, "Can we take you on a tour?" Because it was in the African American History Movie. Can we take you on a tour of the African American History? And you're like, "Yeah, it sounds like a good time." That is not a good time. That's no, really <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah, it is. It is a horribly devastating look at the deep soul of America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, we that's- made we. We made the call to go all the way to the top floor, which was yeah, the arts we and entertainment floor. floor. <laughs> oh, so that's the happy floor. Yes, that's the celebration. That was like Chuck Berry's Cadillac and like you know the the funk, the funkadelic like mothership and stuff like that. So we didn't go to the the sad stack floors that PTS Tom King went. PTSD Tom King. I was I was like, holy shit, that guy plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham, and now I'm looking at slavery. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) Chicago's Chicago's History Museum can get depressing on some stuff too. So no, I do understand. I want to see the new the museum. It's been built before the last time I uh or after the last time I went to DC. So I keep meaning to go back. Everything was gorgeous. Tom's like used to everything, but for us, you know, coming from first of all coming from Chicago, sure, you know, John, there's history there, but yeah. like then you move to LA and it's just everything is a strip mall. So then I get to go to a city where I'm like, oh my the god, real my like birth. I got excited. Like Steve Orlando had to take my picture in front of the national the Washington Monument because I was like pointing at it like a two year old. I was so excited. <laughs> No, but it, but it, was, it was great to be in that museum because I heard lines usually around the block for that. And it should be, by the way, you should go to the African-American uh, Museum. It was just 
gorgeous. Cool. Just the building alone is so beautiful. That's really cool. That's excellent. Yeah, it, it, it takes a year to get tickets. That's why it's like. And wow. it's, Are you serious? It, yeah. Wow. And it's an ama- and it's free, but it's still you have to sign up like online. But and it's an amazing experience. Ooh, that's um, interesting and good to know. If I do plan a DC trip to try and do it way in advance. I love the Smithsonian's. Did you guys get a chance to go to any of the Smithsonian museums? No, no, we would. Well, yes, you we... did. You were in the American History Museum. That's where we well, started. Yeah. That's, like That's a Smithsonian. Well, wait, where was the Batmobile? The Batmobile is American History. Okay, yeah, we were in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> when I was, I was between yeah. comics and CIA. I was Mr. Mom, right? Like with the baby on the Bjorn strapped to my chest. Okay. And I, <laughs> I live like blocks from these museums, so I would be bored out of my mind. So I knew. Like, I could tell you the best place to change a diaper in every single museum. <laughs> like, That's very take handy a for right at the dads. veneers. There's right. like a little corner. You can quick whip poop off there. There is no place. <laughs> there is no historical monument that my kids have not shat on in D.C. <laughs> it's called antiquing. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. It's, they appreciate it. It's all right. Uh Wow, because yeah, Air and Space Museum. God, I love that, and I guess I did go to the American History one. Is that where the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are, and everything, or the Declaration, rather? I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. Those are in the um, they're in the archives. Which okay, is the I was there as well. We went to several. My buddy Gary Price is a DC guy and has been for twenty plus years from Chicago originally. Uh-huh. So yeah, I went with him back in. Goddamn, now that I think of it, it was twenty two years ago. 96. Uh, John Glenn got to see him and, and meet him and shake his hand at the Capitol while he was still oh, a that's senator. Cool. And we that's saw cool. Strom Thurmond speak. And that was insane, <laughs> seeing Strom Thurmond. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that was that. And, and also, I bought my one page of original Superman art is a Lois and Clark page that Kurt Swan drew. Tex Blaisdell was the inker. And they're in the Capitol and um, they're eating the navy bean white soup. That is supposedly like classic about the cafeteria because, you know, a hundred years ago, a senator is like, "This is the greatest soup ever. We should have. I have a pl- proclamation. We should have this every day." And it's like, yeah, okay. So it's like kind of a tradition that when you eat at the cafeteria of the Capitol, you eat the uh, navy bean soup. Right. Oh, really? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they talk about it in the page of Lois and Clark in this uh, issue of Superman. So uh, yeah, that's my. You know, Tom's Tom's kid. Uh, yeah. pooped, in the, pooped in the soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, prob- <laughs> it's true. They, they pooped in the soup. Pooped in the soup is my follow up to PTSD and me. From the creators of PTSD. And <laughs> From the creators of PTSD. Poop in the soup. Right at G. Actually, coming to Holy crap. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh my God. Oh my That's God. You're the dick wolf of rhyming of the rhyming television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds that's, like a that's where game. it ends. That's where the creativity stops. <laughs> it, it doesn't start and it stops all in that one sentence. Oh my god! So sanctuary before we start playing the game, hey, go on. and also a quick quick bird of praise. <laughs> Wait, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question for the for the Bensons. Uh, okay. We, oh god. We were in this room. We were next. Do you ever get used to how like real celebrities look? Because to me, it's still mind boggling. Because they they like shine in a weird sort of way. Their clothes don't fit them, and or they fit them in ways that our clothes, my clothes, not fit me. And oh yeah, no. I just do you ever get used to that? Is like is that something that now that you're like you know super TV writers and everything? To me, it's mind boggling. 
Well, it's, it is mind-boggling, and we are used to it because we've hung out with so many actresses. And I was so we were so lucky because we did get to talk to, like, Aaron, who's on Gotham and stuff like that. And, and just, like, getting to actually have real conversation with them helps so that you're not just sort of staring at them going, so do, do you guys eat and work out? Or do you just, like, are you always this thin? Like, and, be- and like, glowing – um, like that, the cute uh, girl who plays Catwoman, uh, Cameron. She was so she was so stunning behind stage. She was literally glowing in the dark, and I was like, That's "You are yes. glowing!" I believe it. in the dark, and she's like, "Oh, it's just I have I have good foundation." I'm like, "No, I would need four <laughs> vats of that to have my face do that." Like, and that kid's yeah, like, they're just how, it's ridiculous. How old is she now? She's like 15 or 16 now, right? She's 18. Is she 18? She's 18. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. And she was so sweet and so nice, and uh, they were all just really great. But, yeah, Tom, it is very unsettling, especially as a woman when you're sort of standing next to one. You're like, can you just stand over there so that I'm not, I don't look like the fat friend? Oh. Like, please. I went backstage to do the I – was, I was walking the red carpet, which was absurd. I know. And I, I went backstage. Did you do the, the red carpety thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And they hold the they hold the thing over your head because nobody knows who the fuck you are. You have your literal name held over your head. Sure, sure. Yes. <laughs> and, so, and so they're like, Tom, who are you? Oh, really? <laughs> when they ask you who you are, who? as if you have a you have a basically you have, you have a caption above your head of who you yeah, are. Yeah. Who interviewed you guys? All of you. Uh, Do you remember or no? The people with the cameras. Okay, they didn't yeah. like identify themselves from websites or publications. Oh yeah, we, Sci-Fi Wire, Good. Extra. Good. Yeah, Mike Avila, Russ Burlingham. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay, very um, cool. You know those yeah. guys. I mean, but that was in the press roundtables and stuff. When we had to, the premiere, they they just had us like basically walk, have our photo taken, and then leave. Interesting. <laughs> yes, that was exactly it. Weird. <laughs> Very weird, man. Well, that's cool. I'm uh, I'm I'm glad it was fun, and I and like everyone's saying, I certainly hope they do it again. I think that's a great idea, and it's it know. was really great. I hope they do it again, and everyone should try to find the picture of Tom, Shauna, and I, and Mitch, and Tom's beautiful wife Colleen, yes. blocking the '89 Batmobile. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, we asked. I don't know. I think a Shay or someone took it for us. We were like, oh, let's get in front of the Batmobile and get the sign and all the whole thing. And then, of course, <laughs> we're blocking the car. But just imagine it. It looked really cool. It looked great. Well, you guys all look good. So I saw the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize the Batmobile was behind you, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Jesus. Too funny, man. And I saw pictures of Jason Inman, obviously. So having fun. So oh, that's yeah. cool. He's my buddy. He's great. That's great. Tom, Tom, uh, it was, uh, I think, Tom's fault for uh, us becoming friends back in uh, San Diego. Aw. Yeah. There you go. It's true. I'm, I'm the, I'm, I am the social butterfly of comics. That's so let's, what I do. So let's talk about your guys' books before we start playing real fast. And again, let's start with Sanctuary because, you know. Yes. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I, this is the new book. And I mean, hey, man, you know, obviously. And we, we'll do book. proper... Tom King and and uh, Benson sister word balloons later, but uh, no, I, this is one of the new things, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it. Obviously, so tell us about the book. It's you know P, uh, superheroes and our villains also suffering from PSD and other kind of uh, combat related kind of issues. 
Uh, so it's not a book. It's just a concept that's going to exist in the DC universe. It's going to lead to a sort of a huge thing that's happening, if that's not vague enough. And it's it's the okay. simplest it's the simplest idea I have ever thought of, and it's kind of one of those obvious ones. So, uh, but the idea is these are a bunch of heroes who all live these violent lives, and they constantly live violent lives, and that would probably at some point have some psychological effect on them, sure. as people who live violent lives do, and. Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman are people who care about the superhero community, who care about their friends, who care about themselves, and they would set up a place where these people who are psychologically damaged can go, can recover from their experiences, can confess their their fears, can um, relax, uh, and and it's called Sanctuary, and it's existed in, and it exists and has existed in DC universe for quite some time, and it's going to play a huge role, sort of in the spine of DC as we go forward. Very cool. No, I think it's a great idea, and I'm glad that they are allowing uh, the characters to be less perfect and have some sort of depth, and a depth that obviously a lot of people, I think, can relate to, and I, I think that's fantastic. Great idea. Nice call. It's less- well, you got ima- you got to imagine the third time you see the universe destroyed, you want to talk to someone about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, too. Yeah, really, some of the multiple universes they've seen and uh, likely the tragedies they've seen. God, Booster Gold, holy cow. I bet he needs a he needs a couch and somebody to talk to. Do you know? Just to, I'm, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some deep nerd here. Do you know what I was really inspired by? John was DS nine DS nine the Nog episode. Yes. Oh, it's yes when he's living with Vic Fontaine and dealing when with his li- combat uh, PTSD. Yeah, that's my favorite depiction of PTSD in um, in pop culture. And uh, I was really sort of inspired by that, and, and sort of like having having a place to go where you can sort of deal with that. It comes out of that out of that nerd. That's great, man. No, I love that episode. I, Jim, James Darren was so good as Vic Fontaine, and I'm really glad because yeah. he was always kind of a cheeseball teen idol and a cheeseball, you know, obviously T.J. Hooker and stuff. And finally, you know, in his older older years and stuff, gets this great part on DS9. And really has some great acting moments, and I thought did a hell of a job with the character. It's a great character. Yeah, I love that episode. Sean, are you a big DS9 person? You like that show? Yeah, it's one of those things where I watched, I think, the first like four or five seasons. What was it? Four seasons, anyway, when TNG was on. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of fell out of it because I like graduated from college and went to work and sure, sure. kind of didn't watch TV anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, so I've been like, I've been wanting to catch up on like the last couple of seasons, which I heard were so awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember, I, I remember it very fondly. It was still, I, I actually think it holds up incredibly well. Are you guys watching discovery? No, I watched, I watched the pilot. I watched or, or the first episode. The free and one. The one that was, on because, yeah, okay. exactly. Cause yeah, I'm cheap. No, that's cool. So, um, I, I and, but it, uh, it looked like, uh, the, re- turn episode the one that they just mm-hmm. put on like this last week got a lot of talk yes. like people were very excited or at least animated about it yeah. so i don't know hopefully at some point I can, I can watch the whole thing yeah i won't i won't i won't waste time on this podcast talking about it. i've done that enough on other podcasts but uh yeah i'm always interested in what everybody thinks and especially star trek fans so julie you, i you, think you know. i think tom's idea sounds like it's like uh it's like a cheers for superheroes <laughs> where everybody knows your name Absolutely. <laughs> where everyone is leslie, is leslie tompkins still alive in the batman universe I, I can't remember yes we just had her in the manslaughter arc shame on me okay because yeah. it would seem like she would be useful in uh 
a sanctuary sort of setting. Uh, James had Tynion had her in uh, Detective too. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. Shame on me. So, Benson's what what's going on right now with your current uh, bird's arc? It's a long Good sigh. Answer. I like it. It was a long sigh. Uh, we are, yeah, we're we're writing issue twenty two right now. Um, we're getting in some art for twenty. We just saw it was really cool. Um, I don't know. We're we're getting to go a little bit deeper into the characters. I mean, as we're learning how to essentially write comic books, because you know we all can't be Tom King. Sure. Um, what? Sean and I. Uh, it's true. Uh, Sean and I. I'm Tom King all the time. It's not that hard. <laughs> that is also <laughs> fair. Um, you know, we're getting, we're understanding the rhythm of this medium a little bit better. It's one thing to read them your whole life, and then when you're actually having to pace and panel, it's like, Whoa, why aren't there 400 pages? I, I, how am I going to tell the story? Um, so I think we've gotten better at, at that and being able to dig a little deeper. I. I I just always wish I had more time and more room, and I guess that's what writers always say, but it's that idea of like, oh, that manslaughter arc was really fun. I wish we would have given it another issue so we could have really spread out some of the character work because that's something that we love doing when we write for TV, and it feels like sometimes it gets lost in the plot shuffle whenever we're doing these books. So we're we're learning along the way, and we've made mistakes, and we've we've hit some home runs, and, and, and we'll keep going, but... Um, they're just so fun. Just writing those women is, it's just such, it's been such a blast. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that uh, people are responding as positively as they have. And yeah. truly let's do uh, a Benson, a uh, new Benson talk and a new King talk. And we'll get into the minutia of the books because uh, no, I really, I want to talk about the manslaughter arc more and also what you have uh, coming up. And also uh, Tom clearly Mir- Mr. Miracle and Batman continue to shine. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for all three of you. You're doing great work. I just wanted to mention, yeah, I wanted to mention really quick Please. the um, Adam Hughes variant cover that we oh, have coming yeah. up. Wow. Oh, it's so pretty. Nice. I loved it. Outstanding. He, yeah, we were very excited. I bet. That's that's a hell of a coup. That's fantastic. Which issue is yeah, that going to be? The, the way we found out is so random in that we were going to the Lynn Ween Memorial that DC held and we saw Ben Abernathy outside. He was sort of ushering people in. And we were like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, good, good. And we were just catching up on some work. And, uh, yeah, I should be getting in some variants from Kamome soon. Oh, by the way, you know, she she couldn't do issue 20. So I got you guys Adam Hughes. And literally, I'm being, like, handed the program for the the tribute for Lynn. Yeah. And so I couldn't get overly excited. So I was like, oh, that's great. Cool. And he's like, Oh, I thought you'd be a little more excited. I was like, dude, I'm at a memorial. <laughs> you kept your composure. Nice. Atta girl. So, exactly. yeah, afterwards, Sean and I, yeah, lost our proverbial shit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought I you'd be more excited. What? No, but you got, that's good. You were reverent for, for Len, and that's terrific. Yeah, we were all sad last year, certainly. Uh, and, man, yeah, I, I'm so – I'm of two minds. Did you guys see him in San Diego? It yeah, did. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm on the one hand, I'm really glad he made it because you know how much he loves and was would have fun <laughs> at those things, but I also know how how you know sick he was as well. So, you know, yeah, I got I got a chance to just say hi to him real fast at his table and tell him how glad I was to see him and everything. And I don't know if he knew at the time or not. I I don't know if you guys know anything as far as that goes, but I'm just glad I saw him last year before he passed. And yeah, if, so 
Yeah, well, he, he, he'd been sick his whole life. They yes. told him when he was like 17 that he was going to die, yes. like in three months or something. So, Well, and our, our mutual buddy Heath Corson is, you know, obviously got to be good friends with him. And I had asked him years ago, I'm like, oh, you know, I'd really like to get Lent for a, a full blown thing. And I do know that it was a situation where he was just constantly sick. And it's like, yeah, it's not a good time right now to talk to Lent. And I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, no problem. And I would, you know, just get little hits with him at conventions, which was fine, you know. But uh, no, good man. We sat next to Heath at that memorial. He's so great. I love him. Excellent. He got man. up and uh, he got up and talked. He yeah. Got, oh, that's did. terrific. That's excellent. Yeah, their podcast was with Adam Beecham and uh, Ben and uh, Ben um, Blacker. Blacker. Yeah. Blacker. Nerdist Writers Panel. Yeah, course. we've been on it a few times, yes, and then we have. just can't get our schedules. So, but I love doing that podcast. But that's a great podcast, and it's kind of an occasional podcast. Sometimes, like it'll go weekly for a few months and then stop for a while. And I understand everybody's busy. But that is uh, yeah. when people ask me, what are the good podcasts? No, no, I've heard you guys on uh, roundtables and hanging out and also panels that you guys have done at conventions. It's an excellent uh, podcast. And, you know, hell, if you guys had more time, I think based on our conversations, there should be a Benson podcast. Poop in the soup. Oh, I would love to do. I, I did a podcast <laughs> uh, Poop in a the long soup. time ago. It's called PTSD and me. No, I did a podcast. <laughs> Before uh, with uh, my who's now my current boyfriend, but uh, we we tried to emulate I think Comic Geek Speak, which is you know one of my favorite podcasts, and it, you just can't compete with Murdo and and Pants and those guys. So we just we phoned it. We were like, bye. That's funny. No, it's hard. It is, eh, man? It's, you know, like they say. You, and you. Well, and oh, Yeah, and then they introduced me to you, and I was like, oh, my God, there's like 4,000 episodes. It's like getting Christmas. Oh, thanks, hon. I appreciate it's that. so great. You're very kind. I I like, well, it's fun, and it's showing up, man. It's hard, and it's, but, you know, that's why it's just me, as opposed to, it's tough when you have, a, when you have partners. Uh, Art and Franco, the Tiny Titans guys, you know, we try to do podcasting, and they get busy with deadlines, too, and it's, you know, hey, do you, can we do it this week? Nah, I'm sorry. It's really busy. Okay. And it'll be a few, you know, sometimes it's a month before our next episode. So it's oh, uh, it's hard. It's hard. And, again, that's why it's just me and the guests, like tonight. And it's a lot easier to, well, hell, actually, we've been trying to make this uh, show for, since the summer. I mean, that's when yeah, the idea yeah. came up. But, you're, sure. you know, you guys are like, we should do a podcast. We're, or really just, we should just play a movie trivia game because we all love old movies. And I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast about it. That'll be hilarious. Well, yeah, I'd heard your interview with Tom, and you guys were talking about, like, John Wayne movies for 45 minutes. And I was like, these are my people. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you guys watch, I meant to ask before we started recording, November was Jimmy Stewart month. And, man, they were digging deep. And I saw Jimmy Stewart movies I had never seen before. One of them was called Mylea, and it was him and Spencer Tracy. It was from, what? from the late 40s. It's the only time they co-starred, as, as far as I can see. And it was, I believe, Sidney Greenstreet's last movie. The Fat Man from Maltese Falcon, for people who don't know huh. Sidney Greenstreet by name. And Casablanca, of course. Um, but it was made in the late 40s. It was a World War II story about how the U.S. was able to get rubber from Mylea in a very covert way. And... Um, Jimmy Stewart was a a, report, a news reporter, and his best friend was uh, Spencer Tracy, who's in Alcatraz, and has all the shifty contacts to make this happen, but they got to get him out of Alcatraz to do it. And it's this amazing World War II spy movie. That sounds amazing. Yeah, How I, honestly, I never it, seen it, that? Yeah, and it's kind of a, like second tier Jimmy Stewart. It's not, you know, a classic, but yeah. it's a really, I mean, you know, it's one of those solid MGM movies. 
that oh my god and i'm like i can't believe i've never heard of this movie given I'll have to, I'll have, yeah yeah i'll have to ask our dad because he loves to record stuff off of tc sure, sure. so it's entirely possible that he recorded it oh that's excellent very good and then this bogart movie that i had never seen that was made around the same time as casablanca and it's called all through the night and he is it's like a a, a big budget bowery boys movie because it's Bogey is like a sports promoter who has gangster contacts, and he has all these shifty people working for him. And it's Uncle Charlie from My Three Sons, William Demarest, <laughs> and he's Nah, come on, Bogey, let's take care of this. You know that kind of voice. And Jackie Gleason and Sergeant Bilko, Phil Silvers from the '40s when they are babies. I mean, Jackie Gleason, it's the youngest I've ever seen him on film, and they they all work for Bogey. And there's Fifth Column Nazi spies in New York. Up to no good. Peter Laurie's in it, and Conrad Veidt, who plays the Nazi general in Casablanca, and it's fantastic. And it's half comedy, half let's let's fight these spies, and that's why I describe it like a Bowery Boys movie because it's all happening. Well, wait, wait, wait! I just looked it up on IMDb. Here, I'm going to read the first line of the storyline. Broadway gambler gloves Donahue wants to find who killed the baker of his favorite cheesecake. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Jane Jane Darnell from uh, Grapes of Wrath, who oh, plays wow. who plays Henry Fonda's mom, is Bogey's yeah. mom, and that's you know she's the one. Oh, the baker died. You got to do something. Gloves. Yeah, all right, ma. We'll take care of it. You know, I'll oh, get the boys on God. this. It's outstanding. It is so good. Honestly, I can't. So, well, that I want to see. There you go. All right. I have a Jimmy Stewart test. I think of movies like, Tell me. would this movie be better if Jimmy Stewart was cast in the main role? Yes! <laughs> like, I feel like he's like the standard... He's the Tom Hanks like, of the 40s and 50s, yeah? yeah? No, Jimmy Stewart's so much better than Tom well, Hanks. Well, I'm just I using shorthand for, for people listening that, you know, who don't watch black and white movies, basically. <laughs> Why are people who don't watch black and white movies? Yeah, I, man, uh, well, that's my, that's my uh, under 30, or I guess under 40... Uh, litmus test because I do hear people say, "Yeah, I just can't get into a black and white movie," and it's like, "All right, no, no problem." Nah. Whatever. Uh, I'm judging you silently. Exactly. I, I'll judge you non-silently on that. <laughs> I do think it, there is a vocabulary to it. You have to watch a few to sort of get the yes, pacing. Absolutely. Or else you'll true. just instantly fall asleep. No, that's true. Can... They are slower. They are much slower. You're 100 percent right about that. Any of the, I mean, Star Wars really did sort of change the pacing of movies entirely. Oh, that's interesting. I never, I never pinned it on Star Wars. That's very interesting. Because I wondered that's why. Because uh, well, yeah, but you watch a His Girl Friday, and that thing is like yeah. nonstop. Yeah, that's a good point too. It has a reputation of being nonstop. If you watch that movie again, like the first fifteen minutes are nonstop, and then it gets into the whole guy getting executed plot, and there's lots of downtime. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> Another movie like that, I think, is from the 30s. Um, they remade it in the 50s with Betty Davis, Pocket Full of Miracles. But if you watch the original uh, Lady for a Day, early 30s Frank Capra, it's before, I think it's before it happened one night, but they're doing rapid fire gangster talk, and it's boom, 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 line, line, line. And I'm, I'm, ama- I'm amazed at the pace, especially because this early sound is like watching an oil painting. It can be really painful, <laughs> really painful. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the dialogue that's slow. It's the like establishing shots and true. The, yeah, true. 
It, like, like, like they'll start a scene. You'll get an establishing shot of a city, and then you'll get an establishing shot of a building. Then you'll get a close up of like the name on the door of the building. Yeah. Then you'll get like <laughs> you'll go to the secretary's office, and she'll walk into another door. You'll get a close up of the other door, and then she'll say a line. Like you have like twenty minutes of. Oh wait, you seven. forgot the bit where she's she's hanging up a phone call right before she goes into the door. <laughs> you get the business of what she's been doing. <laughs> and then passes the person in the hallway like How, what's his mood today Nancy and she's like I don't know about to find out and then, little, <laughs> and then you'll have a great, exactly and then you'll have like wow that was a great scene and they're like yeah let's go to the cabana and then you'll have a really boring song for 20 minutes well, and that's true too the, the times that they stop for a musical interlude always drives me nuts I was watching a couple weeks ago they had W.C. Fields movies on and just like the Marx Brothers man let's break right now and have a three minutes you know really slow kind of Rudy Valley paced song by some ingenue and it's like oh all right get back to the funny let's go why are you wasting time in this well i'm glad we've ripped that apart i'm glad we've ruined we have dissected why you should never watch old movies we're we're all trotting on the graves of you know jack conway and uh henry hathaway and ida lapino i'll throw in a female director for also the racism and sexism we can get all down sorts of roads that's true too oh yeah that's very problematic so, but Jimmy Stewart wins. So yeah, well, who, what movies do you think would be better with Jimmy Stewart other than just obviously all of them? Most of them. <laughs> all right. I think. <laughs> Fair enough. But <laughs> No, but I mean like Casablanca wouldn't be better with Jimmy Stewart in the movie. Yeah, yeah, got to get back on that plane, Elsa. <laughs> would like The Quiet Man be better with Jimmy Stewart? No. No, definitely no, not. not. No, see, that's what I'm saying. I like do. some movies aren't like that. Ah. Uh. Others are. Like, anytime you see Glenn Ford in a movie, you're like, oh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys heard those? Oh, they couldn't get Jimmy Stewart, got it. Have you guys heard those awesome Glenn Ford stories that he was really cheap and, like, would literally walk off a movie with his wardrobe, and if he liked pieces of the set, he would literally back up a truck and put stuff in his truck. <laughs> and it got, That's awesome. And it got so bad that they're like, they would put him in those, like, uh, noir movies and get the cheapest sets because they knew that he would do it. And they're like, fine, who cares? Like, it's junk. We were going to throw it out after this movie anyway. But John Wayne, I was reading John Wayne's biography and that Scott Iman, I believe wrote. And, I read that book. And, and at one point, Glenn Ford's in a John Wayne movie. And it, it's like, uh, Glenn Ford expects a gift for doing the movie. And he's like, what kind of gift? He's Wayne's producing it too. And it's like, we're not sure. Well, get him a gift. I don't know. What does he, does he want a car? Does he want, a, a nice watch? What does he want? And it was like an expensive gift. And it's like, fine, buy him the damn gift. Let's make the goddamn movie. Let's go. <laughs> but it was cracking. Glenn Ford, Superman's dad. What the hell? Who knew? I love that. Superman's God. dad. Oh, that's a great... Come on, man. That's the best ten, two minutes of Jonathan Kent ever, ever filmed. You are here for a reason. I don't know what reason. It blows Kevin Costner's... 48-plus yes. minutes of being Jonathan Kent out of the water. I'll tell you that. Dude, I 100% agree with you. I'm God not going to argue with anything. There you that go. is my Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're here playing uh, Trivial Pursuit, the silver screen edition, because we are such old movie buffs. And Wait, can, can, I, can I preface this with saying please. that I'm going to lose? That I'm oh, not same here. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we should just not play it. John, you and I win by default. Yay. Exactly. Exactly. See, I was right. I did lose. I predicted my own loss, and I lost. I'm genius. But we're playing the shortcut way because there's six categories, and we all have dice because we're you know degenerate people, and uh, you know we're gonna roll the dice because there's six categories. So we'll just like do like best of ten, like whoever gets 
to ten first, ten right questions or six qu- right questions. How, how far do we want to play, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, this will probably go pretty fast as we get yeah. into it. Yeah. Tom, you should just like have to count the number that anybody rolls well, and like on whatever page you're on. We could and then that's we could roll for Tom technically. I, I decided I'm only going to answer because I'm Mark. I have I, I so I <laughs> forgot my cards. <laughs> Because I'm not what you call like a smart person. Like I would replace myself with Jimmy Stewart in my life. Definitely, uh, oh, right? we all would. So, I, but I have a I have my TCM uh, movie trivia book that when I, my kids are really boring me, I pick up so I don't have to talk to them. And uh, I'm only going to ask questions that I've already answered correctly myself. That's because it gets really hard. Oh, you can use. Nice. I don't mind you using the the TCM book for an occasional uh, like uh, we can let the player decide if they want to ask a question uh, or answer a question of the six trivial pursuit categories or one of Tom's questions. So that's a good way to do it. There you go. Because okay. honestly, the other thing too about this game is the movies stop around the early '80s, like '82 or '83. I think is as late as it goes. So the most recent movies that are on these questions are literally 35 years old. Oh, so Oof. I know. Well, Young classic cinema, yeah, real classic cinema. So. All right. So how do we start? Um, well, I'm going to write these down. I'm going to write everybody's names down. And um, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, we it's can T O M. So we got Shauna. <laughs> and we got Julie, and we got Tom, and we got me. Okay. Can we just call Tom Jimmy? <laughs> I'd like to call Tom Jimmy. Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> what are we? Uh, Is Jimmy Stewart the best actor of all time? He probably he must be. Like I, I think about this a lot. I probably more. Oh, that's all right. Let's up to up to debate. The only thing I would say is Spencer Tracy, pretty damn great. Yeah, but look at but one side. But Jimmy Stewart has in his pocket like um, the the best. Movie ever made, like by Vertigo, like that's the new consent that just knocked off. Well, yeah, because people got tired of voting for Citizen Kane. I understand. Yeah, people got tired. So, so he's 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 got that. <laughs> he was like he, I, to me, Cary Grant, and Jimmy Stewart, are the two best. Those uh, are the best. And Jimmy had the more longevity than Cary did, or or Spencer for that matter, obviously. And Cary had some. I mean, he was always. I mean, Jimmy Stewart, they were always themselves on some level. But I think Jimmy Stewart stretched a little farther. Like you, you, like Jimmy Stewart starred in some of the best web, the Man Westerns in the fifties. Yeah, oh, Man Who totally. Shot Liberty Balance. Totally right. He's he starred in probably the most um, relevant old movie of all time. Oh, it's a Wonderful Life because everyone actually still watches that. It's like the True. only one people still watch. True. Harvey so in the best is movie. my favorite. I love Harvey, but I love Harvey, Harvey is... for uh, his sister Vita. And I can't, oh Vita, I can't remember her name right yeah. now. But she is a ball of fire, and honestly. Every year that I watch Harvey, I'm mostly paying attention to her because she's having a nervous breakdown and she's angry and she's on the verge of tears and it's just she's amazing. It's, it's incredible and you know she I, I'm, I know you guys know she played the the role on stage as well. Yeah, she is her and oh God bless it. Who's the old lady Thelma Ritter? Thank God I remember. It's you know women like that that are just so awesome whenever they're on camera and of course they're together Jimmy and. Thelma in Rear Window, and she's the oh, and she's yeah. the nurse that comes in to help Jimmy Stewart. Well, she's the nurse. Oh, my my legs are broken, so <laughs> uh, good stuff. Oh no, I honestly, I mean that's the thing. I I really am like focusing on character actors as I get older and watching their bits of business. The big fat guy, the German guy from Casablanca, that's Cuddles, and I can't remember his real name, but that was his Hollywood nickname, and you know Cuddles? that was his nickname. And you know, Mister Rick, you're becoming your best customer. 
that guy. <laughs> and and he's talking to he's talking to the German couple that are about to emigrate to America and everything. And it's uh, uh, Liebchen. I'm sorry, Svitams. What what watch is it? Ten watch, such watch. And he's like, yes, you'll you'll get along fine in America. It's cute, you know, cute little bits of business like that. Anyway, all right, shall we shall we begin? I'm ready. All right, I'm gonna I ready. will roll the dice. Or, or Sean, if you want to roll your own dice, do you have, you guys have a dice there or no? Yeah, we have dice. Roll the dice. I didn't bring dice. I was not informed of how this was going. Uh, Tom, I was completely underprepared too, and then Shauna opened up her D and D bag and <laughs> pulled out dice. <laughs> Would you, you would make you keep, that sound? You keep you keep it on your person for every emergency, and I respect that. That's all right. I do not like being out nerded, <laughs> but, but a regular die will do. Well, you know, uh, Tom, we could you can get an online die that you can like mouse click, and and use. I, ha- I I have a dice app. That's all. Which of my children is going to play what thing today? I'm like, oh, we, you know, if they're fighting, okay, we're going to roll the dice app. Well, yeah, if you want Shauna, roll, let's start with Shauna. Roll the dice. Uh, okay. I have rolled a three. Ah. So would you like a Trivial Pursuit question or a TCM question? Tri- uh, I'm, let's see. Trivial Pursuit I've is off camera. Categories. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go for that. We'll go for Trivial Pursuit. Well, it's a toughie. Okay. Um, who reputedly came into the world as her real name was Francesca? Mitzi Marlene de Charnay von Gerber. Uh, Marlene Dietrich. Dietrich. That would have been my guess as well. But not? Sadly, Mitzi was the key from. Oh, from Mitzi Gaynor. Yes, indeed, it was Mitzi Gaynor. I'm sorry. Oh. oh. See, as I said, this is this is why I love Trio of Pursuit. This is not an easy game. It is a really hard game. But I would have gone it with is. Marlene as well. Uh, Julie, you're next. I didn't right. know the answer to that. Oh, I'm so screwed. Did you really know? <laughs> no, I did oh, not. I, I mean, I heard Mitzi. <laughs> I was like, it was one of those things like, oh, I bet it's Mitzi something, but then I was like, oh, I can't remember Mitzi's name. Yeah. All right, I got a four. Four. On screen. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Who reads it? You or Shauna? Shauna, read it. Shauna can, uh, Shauna can read it if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, let's do Because you're in a different room. I'm in a different room than her. Yes. I will say we're not colluding. Yeah. Colluders. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's my third show, Colluders. <laughs> All right, Julie. Yeah, That's it the doesn't rhyme. Show. That's the reality show, Colluders. Colluder, polluters. That's right, They're colluders. Colluders. There's no colluders here. Colluding colluders. Polluter, uh, polluters. <laughs> Ooh, polluting colluders. Go on. It's a shot of Benson joint. No, sorry. Julie Benson joint, sorry. It's fine. It's got to be a joint. Okay. Go on. This is going to be a, a joint. A, joint. Really think about this one, Julie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What oversized creatures roamed in Night of the Lepus? I know that one. Well, weren't they like um, Night of the Lepus? They were like bunnies, rabbits, right? That is correct. That is correct. Pound <gasps> wow, nice. I won something! Julie Benson on the board with one. Nice going. Oh, oh God. All right, Tom. I would have said... I would have said something different. Do you have your dice app ready? Well, I'm ready. Dice app is rolling. Said, like monkeys or something. I would have been, I've been lemurs. Lemurs. <laughs> Night of the lemurs. I almost said like Joey the lemur. Wasn't Doctor McCoy in Night of the Lepus? Yes. Yeah. That sounds right. DeForest Kelly. I'm gonna look that up to make sure. As we're talking, right, I'm rolling. Go ahead. Roll it. Fact check. Fact check. 
two. A two. Two. All right. A I have two. titles. So do you want titles? Sure. Well, it's, what do I have to do? It's a tough one. What nineteen? Oh, what nineteen seventy-one film? Oh, was about a soldier <laughs> who lost his arms, legs, eyes, ears, mouth, and nose, and begged his doctors to kill him. I have never heard of this movie. I know what it is. It was in the Metallica video. Wow. What the hell? I can I answer it if Tom doesn't know? Well, I'm not going to give you points, but you can answer for fun. Okay. <laughs> Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, uh, my friend Bob. It was not my friend Bob. Julie, damn it! It's Johnny. Get your gun, or something like that. It is like Johnny. That, right? Got his gun, or yeah. Johnny got his gun. Yeah, nice going. Holy shit! My it's friend Bob terror- had a very similar plot. It is the terrifying <laughs> movie in that he talks to everyone by banging his head against the pillow oh in God. Morse code. Oh my! And it, God. it has it is stuck with me as one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah. Edgy stuff. Well, that's the seventies. Edgy movies. Yeah. That's that's a guy who could have used a sanctuary, man. I was gonna say, yeah, that sounds like something you might want to use for. Because uh, I remember, Damn. I remember a Garth Ennis war stories, where they had a World War One vet who was all bandaged bandaged up and couldn't speak and lost all of his limbs, and it was and, and yeah, it was just horrifying. And I think David Lloyd drew it, and it was just you know beautiful David Lloyd art, but yeah, such a disturbing. Uh, piece of you know story business and everything. It's like wow, but of course that's why those stories were so great. Garth did a hell of a job. That was such a great series. Oh, I love that. And then, yeah, the David Lloyd art. That was that was Vertigo. Yes, back in the yeah, day. yeah, early two thousands. If uh, the Bensons don't know, excellent stuff. Really, really good. Yeah, cool. All right, so it's my turn. Your turn. I have rolled a two, and I will take a Tom King uh, TCM question. Yay. All right, here we go. It's a random flip through the book till you find one that I marked that I got. Okay. So I should be vamping here. Vampity vamp. <laughs> Damn, I should answer some... All right, here we go, here we go. What film, directed by John Frankenheimer... is about... Oh, this is so freaking easy. It's about U.S. military leaders who plot to overthrow the president over a nuclear disarmament treaty. I love that movie written by Rod Serling. Seven Days in May. Yeah, there was multiple choices here. That is correct, sir. Thank you. I would not have gotten that. That was very impressive. Excellent, excellent. Kirk Douglas, Burt Lancaster movie with. Uh, What's the creepy Kirk Douglas movie where he's like making out with a sixteen-year-old, and then at the end they get married, and she's like, "I love you," and he's like, "But you're young, and we shouldn't get married." And she's like, "I'm a woman," and it's so gross, and it skews me out every time. Is that where he's the movie uh, producer? No, he's like wearing like tight like. Um, general pants or something, you know, like like writer crop, <laughs> like writer uh, yes, job purse yes. or whatever. Yes, uh, I don't know. No, the, wor- the worst oh. one is the ginger, the Ginger Rogers one, right? The Billy Wilder movie. What is oh. that with with Kirk Douglas? Keep- no, there's a Ginger oh, Rogers major in the minor with uh, Ray Milan. Major in the minor, yeah, with yes. Ray Milan, yeah. where she's pretending to be a kid so she can get a train ticket for the kids' rate, and uh, yeah, and like yeah, she's pretending to be like twelve or whatever, and she's. And he, and he falls in love. Yes, he falls. Yeah, in love. I think that's it, isn't no, it? No, that's oh. that's Ray Moland. It's not Kirk. Was it? Was oh. it a color movie? Yeah, it had like sun or sunset or something in the title. It was just on TCM like around Christmas. Was, is it with Edward G. Robinson too? I don't remember. All I could stare at was this beautiful short haired blonde girl like making out with Kirk Douglas and freaking me I'm out. Not sure what movie that is. Wow. Okay. Wow, well, that's interesting. Hopefully no one asked the question because we just now know we don't know All right, the answer. so after round one, it's a uh, tie between uh, me and Julie right now. And it's up. It's, oh. Shauna, you're up. How, 
How crazy oh. is Kirk Douglas is still around? Like, yeah, 102. I know. Oh, God bless him. For those more A's and he's still kicking? Yep. <sighs> too, too mean to... Uh, I have a four. Ah. So that is, again, off screen or a Tom question? Uh, no, oh, no, that's, that's on, on screen. screen. Oh, excuse me, it is on screen. Pardon me. I'm looking. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll have Julie ask me an on screen. Cool. Okay, here we go. On screen. Who received her first on screen kiss in 1942's Miss Annie Rooney? Oh, God. Uh, Miss Annie Rooney. Well, do the math of, yeah. 42? First on screen kiss, well, Miss Annie Rooney. I'm going to guess. 42. Uh, I'll go with Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to. Shirley. Yeah, I was, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. guess with Shirley Temple. I figured it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Too early for Marilyn. Good call. Yeah, you're right. It is. 52 would have been better. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Interesting. I rolled a six. Awesome. Am I next or yes. is Tom next? No, you're, you're next. Okay. Um, port- uh, portrayals? No, I want a TCM one. Okay. TCM one. All right. Got a van. I'm going to phone a friend. Got to phone a friend. All right. Here we go. Teresa... Right, made her film debut as Betty Davis's daughter in what film? Ooh. I have I have multiple choice here. Okay. A, Mrs. Minerva. B, The Best Years of Our Lives. C, The Little Foxes. Or D, The Pride of the Yankees. I'm going to say Little Foxes. That is correct. Yeah, I would have guessed that as well because the first two she wasn't in those movies. Or the, yeah, yeah, I was or like, the last one as well for that matter. Or the last one, right? Yeah, I think that's the reason I got it right. Teresa I wasn't sure, yeah, I wasn't sure about the last one, but the first two, I'm like, hang on. She wasn't in those. I had a massive yeah, crush. Yeah, it the best of her life. I had a massive crush on Teresa Wright in Pride of the Yankees. She is so adorable in that movie. Oh, really? Oh, oh when I was a little kid, I'm like, wow. I'm going to Google her picture. Oh, man. Young, yeah, young Teresa Wright, Pride of the Yankees. Oh, my God. And she, like, great. What a great character. What a well-written character. Hello, Ellie. I'm going to hit a home run for you, Ellie. I'm Gary Cooper. Oh, that yeah, is, she I, was cute. I don't like Gary Cooper. You guys like Gary Cooper? Uh, I, I like. Uh, I do like Gary Cooper. I, I, he's always doing that aw shucks thing, and I never buy it. I don't know if I can name a Gary Cooper movie. Isn't that I, weird? Well, certainly Pride of the Yankees. Um, well, High Noon, right? High Noon, I love. Yeah. Love High Noon. And, you know, oh, he's in High Noon. Yeah. And um, I love a comedy he did called The Long Cane Jones. Where he's pretending to be this great gung. It's kind of like uh, Destry Rides Again. Although Destry is actually obviously really good and pretends to be fumbling. Or is fumbling, but still good. But yeah, it's... Uh, it, and also meet, Destry, meet John... Destry is peaceful and pretends... That's true. That's right. Peaceful. That's right. Uh, meet John Doe, of course, too. The Capra Great movie. With him and Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. That's a terrible movie. Really? I love that movie. I don't it's, know it. It is I'm minorly fascist. In fact, it's not minorly uh, agreed. fascist. Well, agreed. Well, you know, Capra was minor, minorly fascist, kind of. I know. That's that's what makes you sad when you watch a Capra movie. You're like, oh, here comes the fascist part. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And also, um, have you guys read Five Came Back? And it's all about the Hollywood directors that went off to, yeah. you know. Oh, well, that's yes. all. And also the Are Netflix. Still, I, yeah. Yeah, the doc. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah, Capra, and I don't think they cover it as much in the doc, but... In the book, it's like, yeah, Capra's like post-war movies were not all great, and he kind of lost his way in a way that the other directors that came back didn't. And yeah, he had It's a Wonderful Life and a couple a couple good movies, but he also had a lot of clunkers, and also just couldn't seem to get off uh, it as in the author's 
point of view, his 30s politics and didn't really evolve with the rest of the world. At least that's, again, what the what the author thought, which I found interesting. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I still love Capra movies. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, I remember the other Gary Cooper movie I love. Talk to me. Uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Great Town. movie. Another Capra movie. Yes. A little mildly less fascist, but still. Less fascist. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing that aw shucks thing. Oh, I'm just a... Just a normal guy, and this is all so confusing to me. He does it really well in that movie. He does it incredibly well in that movie. Tom, I can yeah. grab my TCM book so you can have that same option of uh, going to. There you go. No, no, I'll stick with. No, 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 I go no let's let's go. let's. We'll, well, I'll play by the rules and everything. So I'll, I'll grab. No, that, I, I, I have it. So I'm asking you the easy ones. I don't want to get those hard. Well, but you randomly them. picked one, and I'll randomly pick one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hunt out a tough one for you. I'll just open the book and point. I'm rolling the dice here. I got a six. So you want a silver screen question? Silver screen. All right, buddy. Portrayals. So far, I have zero. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah, I am also the zero, so there we go. Man, this is a tough question. Oh, man. What sinister character did Judith Anderson play in in Rebecca? So you have to remember character names from Rebecca. I would not have been able to name that. I I can't just, like, describe who she is in Rebecca. You can. I'll give it to you if you can describe it. Um, she's the house mistress. That is she's correct. The, like, that is correct. Maid. I'll, I'll allow that. Ladies, do you, do you think that's fair? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, even sure. know. All right. What is her name? Like Frau Frumpton or something? I don't Hold know. on. She seems Frau mild Frumpton? German. Mrs. Dan- Frau Frumpton. Mrs. Danvers. That's my pilot, okay? That's Frau your Frumpton. pilot. <laughs> Mrs. Danvers. Frau Frumpton. ABC's on Thursday. <laughs> Mrs. Danvers. Yeah, that's her name. Frau Frumpton. Well, I used to get Jane Eyre and uh, Rebecca confused. Because it kind of had the same thing going, both movies. Uh, yeah. If you will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jake <laughs> Eyre's the real messed up one where he locks his wife in the cab. In the, that's true. The tower. Or, that's Jane Eyre, yeah. Or, or someone else. That's right. That's true. <laughs> All right. I rolled a four. He's like, I, he's like, I can explain. That's like, you can't explain that. That's not an explainable thing. You walk, you find out your <laughs> your boyfriend has his wife locked in the cabinet. You just, you're, you're just, you just, you just. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, I will take a Trivial Pursuit question for uh, four. So that's on, on screen. Go for it, JB. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hang on. Uh, on screen. What kind of car did Goldfinger's chauffeur drive him around oh, in? Um, well, it's got to be like a so- like a solid gold Rolls Royce or something. I'm going to say a solid gold Rolls Royce. Ooh, a Rolls Royce Phantom three three seven. But I'll take that. Do you guys think that's fair? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right, thank you. All right. And I would have said the three three six. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Three three six. Three three seven. That's like Mister Mom. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. That's fantastic. Oh my God. Odd job. Uh, Takanawa. I forget what his name was. The uh, wrestler. Yeah. Awesome. You know, uh, what was it? Mr. Fuji from uh, WWF hated him. And, oh, really? It's a great story where he invited him over for dinner and he fed him. He he stole his dog. This is horrible, but true. Uh, Wait, don't. Are you going to talk about dead dog? Yeah, then I will, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> I will have to go to Sanctuary if you start talking about I dead dog. I totally understand. Um, what's his face? Told All are me. welcome. Uh, oh, God. What's his name from. Uh, they live. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper told that story on either Mark Maron's podcast or 
some podcast that I heard Roddy Piper do an amazing interview. And yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes indeed. yes, indeed. Great movie, they live. Indeed. So, uh, All right, what's Shana's next? Turn. Uh, oh, oh, I thought it was Julie's. Okay, my turn. Uh Sean's still uh, zero because I got one. It's uh I got two and Julie and Tom have one and Shauna is uh not No, I have two. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Thank you. God uh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I want it. It's I my got, show. I, I should win. I rolled six. <laughs> that's I rolled six. six. Okay. So that's a portrayal or a Tom question. Uh, let's go with a Tom question. Which? I love it that it sounds like we're doing like a Tom King category. Or it'll be like <laughs> when the superheroes went on a date uh, to the to the fair. fair <laughs> what flavor ice cream was Catwoman eating on her ice cream cone? And I know the answer to that. I love that issue. Uh, that issue was fantastic. <laughs> Jo- was it Joe's- mint chocolate chip? It was. It was mint chocolate Nice. I only know it because I love mint chocolate chip, and I started eating that, and I was like, yep, we're definitely besties. <laughs> you and Selena. Yeah. Jordy, uh, the Jordy Blair, the colors picked all those out, obviously. Uh, and But, uh, it, like, the mint chocolate chip thing, like, I got, like, genuine, like, hate mail on Twitter for that thing. Be like, what? Good, good issue, but fuck mint chocolate chip, man. <laughs> No, they didn't because I gave mint chocolate chip ice cream to Dick whenever he was getting better in, in manslaughter. Huntress brings him mint chocolate chip because he says it's his favorite. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And you know what? No one read it, so no one gave me hate. That's now. a bad office. That's like a no, but I like that that's kind of a bat universe thing that all the bad people love mint chocolate chip. It makes sense. I like it. You know we use you know we use bat burger in our book. Oh yeah. You guys are the best. <laughs> I think you're the only person who reads my comics. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty I much. I love you all. You're the best. <laughs> so you got to read Shawnee. Okay. Whose turn is it? My turn. Uh, Sha- Sha- Sean's getting a question. TCM question. Oh, yeah. Which, which of the following men was never married to Ava Gardner? Ooh, good one. Oh, good one. <laughs> I like this. A, a, Artie Shaw. B, Clark Gable. C, Frank Sinatra. D, Mickey Rooney. Oh, Ew. Ava Gardner. I think I know. Had a I, wide variety. <laughs> oh yeah. She was not married to Mickey Rooney, right? She was married she to Mickey was. Rooney. Yes, indeed. Not married to Clark. What? Sorry, buddy. Oh, that was my other choice. Okay. So, wait, who was the who was the right so answer? So it's either Gable or Sinatra, right? Gable. Oh, it was Gable. Yeah. So she and Sinatra yeah. did get married. I didn't remember that they actually yeah, got married. Yeah, for like a minute. They were married for yeah. like a minute. Sinatra punched her so hard in the stomach she had a miscarriage. Yeah, I heard about I think that. that no time. way. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Oh, was, I hate him. He was not a nice guy. No, he's another guy that, as we were talking off the air, a celebrity that if you really want to start, you know, going back and, and thinking about these people, yeah, how do we reconcile his popularity oh, with these Oh, he would have been things? a me too for sure. Oh, no question. Oh, my God. Well, he, I know – he had uh, Lauren Bacall convinced that they were going to get married after Bogart died, and she and he kind of oh. and he and he jilted her at the end. What a creep! Oh, yeah. No, he's a complete asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very sad. See, I'm a huge Bing Crosby fan. I have a child named Crosby, and he was a horrible human being. Yes, but I get tired of people telling me like, "Oh, you named your kid after a horrible human." Being. I was like, "They're all horrible." They're human all guys. horrible. Yeah. yeah, I liked, and Tom and I talked about it when, and I'm likely that was the episode Julie heard. When uh, the PBS American Masters thing was very candid about, yeah, our dad hit people. They're you know believed in corporal punishment and was very tough 
on his children. And it's really sad. The first group of sons, because the mom was an alcoholic, Dixie, and uh, those kids were obviously messed up being uh, born from an alcoholic mother. And, and oh, you know, yeah. yeah, they really had sad psychological problems. They really did. All right. So. This is not the Bass Crosby hour. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Let I me like sing with name, uh, David, a, David Bowie. That's a good name. Crosby's an awesome right? name. Yeah. I still have my TV show, too. Is that from Parenthood? Yeah, from Parenthood. 100%. Yeah. You can do everything, Bowie. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> all right, Julie, roll. Oh, I rolled a six. Oh, my God, we're all getting six. So that's portrayals or a town question? Um, portrayals, John, please, right. for a thousand. Oh, too bad. It's a really easy one. Oh. Oh, you might get this. <laughs> okay. Who played the fanatical Reverend Frank Scott in The Poseidon Adventure? Oh. Oh, it's the guy with the nose. Harry, is it the one with the big nose? Um, Malden, What's his name? Malden or... Uh-huh. Think about the Poseidon Adventure cast. All I can picture is Shirley Winters. <laughs> Shelly Winters. Shelly. What's her name? Shelly. Shelly Winters. Hackman is good in anything. Hackman. It was Hackman. Yes, ma'am. I knew he had a big nose. Yeah, it wasn't Carl. Hackman Hayden. does not have a big nose. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, I don't think so either, actually. I, I And for a second, I thought they <laughs> meant the other priest, uh, Arthur O'Connell. Who's been in a million? So that would have been obscure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, like but no. I fail. All right, I've missed one. Uh, it's uh, King's turn. No one's perfect. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, but I am, so I don't understand how I can miss something. Wouldn't that be amazing if I meant that? So, King, are you rolling? Oh, my yep. turn. Oh, I gotta roll. This is I'm big. Okay. I got a four. Four. So on screen or a uh, TCM question, but I'd have to get up and get the book. On screen, baby. Right. It's comeback time for King. <laughs> okay, this is eh, tough, but if you know the movie, you might get it. Who did Shamrock oh, Meats oh. Incorporated sponsor? Shamrock? What the frick language are you talking? Yeah, there, it's a meat company, and it, it was advertisement in a movie. Uh, and oh. it was kind of a di- distinct moment in the movie and the fact that it, it was advertising. But I, I can give you another one if you prefer. No, I will take my lump and assume it's uh, PTSD Charlie who stars in me and PTSD. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, Rocky Balboa. Oh, he, you know, they make a big deal say. about the fact that, yeah, it's like that's the advertisement on his robe. And they say, yeah. Do you know who I immediately thought of? I was thinking of uh, who's the guy that's in Marty? Oh, yeah, Ernest Borgman. I was like, It should be Ernest Borgman. I love that. <laughs> Does he play a butcher? Is that why I'm yeah. thinking of him? Yeah, you're very good. Absolutely. That's a great movie. Burt Lancaster, I want to tell you, Burt Lancaster actually produced that movie. <laughs> Every time, time I do that, I just I just hear the Drew the the not Drew Carey the other routine. Anyways, go on. Oh, Dana Carvey, the Dana Carvey routine. Yeah, yeah. I like Tough Guys. Tough Guys is a guilty pleasure movie for me. I have to admit, Bert and uh, Kirk when they're old men. I love Bert Lancaster. He was always. Let me tell you something, kid. Let me tell you something. Everybody likes Bert Lancaster. That guy was charismatic as hell. I did my own stunts and trapeze. Me, Tony Curtis, and Gina Lola Brigida. <laughs> John, roll. Oh, yes, sorry. 
Sheesh. I know. We'll make it best of five. I know it's a long, long game, long game. Uh, I will take a, a three in Trivial Pursuit, please. Off, off screen, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Who was Bing Crosby's co-star in the 1942 film Holiday Inn? Oh, that's easy. Fred Astaire. Yeah. yeah oh, man, right. I'm getting the easy ones. This isn't right. I'm taking the lead. I, have, I don't okay. know why I wouldn't know that. Why I Like, all of a sudden, I couldn't picture that movie. That's, that's uh, you yeah. know, that, I'm a they kind of remade, man. Man. remade it as uh, White Christmas with uh, Danny Kaye. Yeah. That's what I was I was picturing Danny Kaye. So when you said that, I was like, why isn't it Danny Kaye? Yeah, that was White Christmas. White, White Christmas is a horrible end. movie. Isn't it the one that they still have blackface yes. in and they haven't like edited it yeah. out? Yeah. Yes, on Netflix. It's I know. Oh my oh my like, oh, my God. Hey, how about an old yeah. minstrel show? Everybody loves that still, right? Oh. <laughs> no. Brutal. Oh, Bastion Crosby, we get an office. Poor Bing. Who's next? Brutal. <laughs> Rosemary Clooney, never, never lovelier, Just though. Just because he beat his children and was incredibly racist doesn't mean he's a horrible person. <laughs> but there's a great, but there's a great song and dance number in there uh, called Sisters. Yes. Oh, that's true. Heard, yeah, yeah. Clooney and uh, Vera that's Ellen. True. Yeah, that's great. I man, Clooney very sexy in that movie. I think. Sorry, if that's rude. Yeah, if that's rude. She's the one that looks like an old lady. Right? Oh, I thought she was smoking hot. Yeah. Oh, no, Which no. one? I gotta look them up. All right, George, I'll do that on my George office. Aunt. So her son was a was um Yes, who was he again? Oh. Ferreira. Yes, was Miguel Ferreira. That's right. Miguel Ferreira. Miguel Ferreira. He was a huge right. comic book yes, guy. Yes, he was. Right? Yes. Absolutely. He he played in like the um San Diego Comic Con band and like was all the every oh. eyes yep. and presented awards. Yep. Stop and, oh, totally. it. That's so 100%. cool. Yeah. And it, that's so funny because I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's uh, podcast and because he he passed away this year, uh, this past year. Yeah. And uh, they were talking Miguel, about yeah. how he was the daughter or the son of uh, Rosemary Clooney and Jose Ferrer. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Big com- There's Good like actor. a famous picture of him. It's him and Billy Mooney. Um, right. Siegel and Schuster oh. and Bob Kane and Jack Kirby and. It's a very bizarre, like, old comic picture. Oh, that's cool. Anyways. That's very cool. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shauna's turn. Uh, I rolled a one. A one. So I will take a uh, silver screen question. Okay, that's uh, settings. Yeah. What European country was 1966? What did you do in the war daddy set in? Ooh. Oh, come well, on. Uh... 66. World War II movie, so think of the, yeah, the combat yeah. zones of World War II. Uh, I'm going to guess... Hmm. I'm really rooting against you here, Sean. I'm rooting you know. for you, Sean. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to guess Belgium. Oh, a little exotic. Paris. Italy. Italy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, but again, that's why I love this game. It is very, very hard. That was hard. I got a five. I want an easy Tom King question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do a really hard one here. Oh my god! What country was Ingrid Bergman born? Finland, Germany, Iceland, or Sweden? Ingrid is. I always thought she was German, but now I'm questioning if she's Swedish. Wait, Ingrid sounds very Bergman. I'm going to say Germany. Sweden. Yeah, it is Sweden. It is Swedish. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ah. Ah. Her name's Ingrid. 
Ingrid is very Swedish. Yes, but it's also very Jack Bergman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bergman. Sorry. Ouch. Well, what can I say? I gave you an easy one. I failed. You guys, I actually am really upset about that, that I didn't get that I'm right. Sorry, guys. Oof. I'm sorry. sorry. That's okay. I haven't gotten any of them right, so. Oh, Fair enough. <laughs> So, Tom? You need an easy Tom King question. Oh, I'm going. I rolled a three. Which I still missed. Three. All right. Come on. So, Shauna can't, yeah, can't do it. Shauna can't do it. Do an off screen? Shauna, go ahead. Uh, okay. All right. Who noted after divorcing Vittorio Gassman and Tony Franciosa? You'd think I'd have learned after the first Italian. What is the question? Okay, who noted after divorcing Vittorio Gassman and Tony Franciosa, you'd think I'd have learned after the first Italian? Oh. Judy Garland? No, Shelly Winters. Wow, I didn't know <gasps> Shelly Winters was See, very... I said her earlier. It's like I was psychic. That is crazy. Oh, and also, I didn't know Shelly Winters. I had Winters no idea. Tony Franciosa is. He's he did a lot of TV, but he uh, in movies. He's in uh, Face in the Crowd, that Andy Griffith movie. Oh, I love that and movie. He's the young. Oh, yeah. He's the young PR guy that like sidles up to Andy Griffith. I'm in bed with you, lonesome. I'm in bed with you. Uh. <laughs> Tony Franciosa sounds like a mystery science theater joke. Like the name, right? <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple TV shows in the 60s and 70s that I remember watching as a kid. Uh, oh, he's the mob boss. You guys remember City Hall with Cusack and um, Pacino? No. Oh, he's yeah. He's the mob boss that convinces yeah. uh, Danny Aiello. What do you think, Frank? Maybe you got to kill yourself, that guy. Oh. <laughs> well, he doesn't actually say maybe you got to kill yourself. He's like, so what do you think, Frank? You're kind of in trouble here. Maybe you should do the right thing. Yeah, okay, Charlie. Uh, All right. Hmm. So good to know. He's a you know, great, great character actor. Obviously, not a great husband, but uh, Shelley. You know, <laughs> oh, uh, comic book connection and Shelley Winters, Dean Haspiel's godmother. You're kidding? God. What? And would uh, Shelley would babysit him when he was a little boy? And he has great memories of Shelley. I'm like, dude, you got to write a Shelley bio comic because, you know, Shelley Winters, beyond her acting, was doing a lot of stage directing and obviously all the amazing Hollywood affairs and uh, relationships that she had over the years. But really was, like, from a feminist standpoint, a very much a, an independent woman in Hollywood and in, uh, on stage as well. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, do it. Do you know? Get on that. Crazy. Yeah. So, no, he remembers uh, meeting De Niro when he was a little kid because they did uh, that Corman, I think Big Bad Mama, whatever it was called, the mob, the, Mar- the mob Barker, the one that Shelley did as opposed to the one that uh, uh, Angie Dickinson did, of course. Oh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I was about to say that. <laughs> you were going to say the Angie Dickinson one, right, Tom? Yeah, I was totally in the yeah. Angie Dickinson one. I was yeah. like, what? That right. wasn't Shelley Winters. Right. That was Angie Dickinson. Right. I know. Right. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. You're up, John. You're up, John. Oh, I am up. Pardon me. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, a two. And I will take uh, Trivial Pursuit. All right. I'm going to ask it. And it's funny because the category is titles and on the card it says tit. Yes, it does say tit. So we must have laughed about that so much when we were little. Okay. 
1958 sci-fi flick was about a gelatinous mass from space that tried to devour the people? Oh, yeah, that's the thing, right? That's, what? No, what? No, I said the thing. I'm, I'm obviously wrong. It's the blob. Oh, it's the blob. Shame oh. on me, dumbass. Gelatinous. Oh, son of a... And I was thinking gelatinous. the blob, but I, like an idiot, I oh. said the thing. All right. I knew you meant the blob, no, no, though. No, no, that's I'm not t- I got it wrong. It's cool. He said moops. Exactly. The card says moops. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> bubble boy. Yes, a bubble boy. Oh, my God. Shauna, you're Hilarious. Uh, three. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing well with any of these, but I'll go with off screen. Okay. For anyone who wants oh, this to is interesting. Me. What actress was the highest-paid woman in the U.S. in 1935? Ooh, ooh <laughs> tough. Oh, not obvious. 35. Yeah, not obvious. Ooh. But a big name. Yeah. Tough one. Oh, Shauna. Look at the draw. 35. Let's go with Myrna Loy. Fair, fair. Mary Astor. Oh, that's both very good guesses. Any guesses, Julie? Uh, uh Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> May West. May West. May West. That makes May sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Bummer. Bummer. <sighs> I know, frustrating. I got a five. People listening at home, we're going to be here the rest oh, of your yeah. life. Oh, no, this is yeah. going until sunrise, clearly. Can you imagine listening to this on your commute? Somebody has driven their car. Oh, there's no question. Exactly. I bored the hell out of uh, my audience with this. There's probably been some screaming at us for the wrong answers. But but you've been giving good comic book trivia along the way. I figured we'd have good conversation, so we're doing all right. All right. I I rolled a five. Okay. Um, I I will have a question from my sister, I guess. Fair enough. Okay. Everybody hates me. I'm going to eat some worms. Well, Tom, you asked me a hard one last time. It was not hard. Ingrid Bergman's from Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I thought Ava Gardner could not possibly marry Mickey Rooney, and now I have far less respect. You should really check out the brides of Mickey Rooney. It's an amazing group of uh, people. Oh, my God. He's such a cootie. How could he? Back back, in the 40s when he was a good-looking dude, I guess. I never thought he was good. I always thought he looked like a little cootie. <laughs> anyway, Mickey Rooney. Right. Yeah, he he had he got around. He did get around. Ew! He looks like the type of guy that got around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I love that. Like Mickey Rooney's like ancestors. I'm like great great grandsons. Like listening to this. Like hang on now, my he was a nice How guy. He was a wonderful Mickey, man. Mickey, Mickey Rooney died last year. We could have gone and had lunch with him. Like. 13 months he's ago. Got a crazy, uh, that's a he's got a crazy Turner Classic Movies interview with Robert Osborne where he is just like having fits while, I mean, not at Robert Osborne, thankfully, but just remembering like fights with directors or Oh, you're oh, kidding. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Oh my God. But also like R.I.P. Robert Osborne, you guys. Okay. I actually got really sad when he died. I felt like my grandpa totally. died. Totally. Oh, me too. Totally. Yeah, that was like a big moment. He's a, he's yeah. a fascinating guy. And also just starting out as an actor and being under contract to Lucy at Desilu and everything. And Oh, I didn't know all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's the one who convinced him to get into film critiques because she's like, you know, you seem more like a writer than an actor. You should pursue that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Really, like, I, he did a great interview with Gilbert Gottfried. 
and look around podcasts for Robert Osborne where he's a guest and tons of amazing Hollywood stories, incredible stories. Oh, R.I.P. guys. Now we have to deal with that Mankiewicz dum dum. I like him. I like. Yeah, Mankiewicz. actually, I've been trying to get he's him on the He's gotten Overload. better. He's, he's, he's gotten better. He's friends with um, a, a film critic buddy of mine, Matt Singer. And is he good? Like, does he actually know his yes. shit, or is he just like reading? No, and okay, then I well, like. And, you him. know, his his family, his cousin was Tom Mankiewicz, who wrote sure. the Bond movies and the Superman movie, and then uh, Joseph and Joe Mankiewicz, and what's the other elderly Mankiewicz from the the Golden Age? Oh. Uh, Leo, not Leo. Uh, what's he co-wrote Citizen Kane with uh, Herman Herman Mankiewicz. Herman Mankiewicz. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's you know he's part of the family and he's plugged in. Okay, oh, yeah. well then I like. Yeah, he's him. legit. But there's always some new person on there that I never know who they are. I don't like it. Yeah, and they got the, they got the young woman that's doing uh, at weekend afternoons, and she she knows her shit. All so right. you know, no, but I know what you mean. I hey man, I'm like that with people who have nerd shows that I think are posers. And I always felt Olivia Munn was not a real nerd and really was just kind of opportunity, you know, like, hey, great opportunity. I'm, I'm hosting this show. I'll learn a little bit of stuff. But it never really seemed to me that, like, she was serious about her nerd cred. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I, uh, I ran it. What's the guy who used to do that show with her? The... That show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget the guy. I ran name. into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I ran into him at a party and I was like, oh, you know, I heard you guys were hiring for new, like, co-host. Sure. And... I don't have any interest in being on TV, but I feel like you do need a woman who like knows what they're talking about. And he was like, Oh <laughs> no, 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 no. They just, they just want to model. I was like, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to go eat something. Wow. Bye. Well, there you go. I did like the comedian that used to do comic book reviews on there. And I always forget her name. Butler is her last name. Oh, uh, was it Blair? Cause I always get her confused with Blair Butler. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. She was great. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was. And I met her a few times at conventions and she did an MMA comic. Uh, with a buddy of mine, and I had her on the show, and I always felt she was legit. Oh, I remember. Yeah, she was going to do her and, she her was... and uh, Sewell. I remember listening to them a long time ago when they were first breaking in. She yeah. was going to do yeah, uh, uh, a um, a TV thing or an online thing with Marvel, and I don't think it ever happened. And that's the last time I heard from her. And I haven't, you know, Aww. yeah, I don't know what's going on. She was going to be at South by Southwest doing a bunch of Marvel interviews. I'm not sure though. But yeah, I thought she was legit, and she was on that show. So she was legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, who's uh, Tom? Me, five, oh, Shauna. Oh, that's right. Shana's okay, do you yes. want? All right, Julie. I, 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 I found two different questions because I wasn't sure about this one. So the question is: Do you want one that's more like a film school question, or not? Wait, uh, this seems like some ch- sister cheese. Yeah, I feel like I'm colluding. <laughs> give, me, give me the film This is definite collusion. All right, well, okay, because the question that came up, I was like, I don't know if she'll know that. Okay, are you ready? Re- re- I'm refusing collusion. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's just what someone would collude would say. No you guys, collusion. I'm just trying all out right. new titles. Go on. All right. <laughs> I'm refusing collusion. <laughs> it's okay. refusing. It has the apostrophe, Tom. I get Go it. on. Um, it would be stupid if it didn't. And then I have to tell you about the card I pulled before. I'm pulling a new one just 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 for, to be okay. fair. What film, what film did Olivia de Havilland make as a favor to Betty Davis? Ooh. Oh, I think oh, I, know. I know the answer. Okay. Uh, is it Gone with the Wind? No. I bet it's a series. Is it this one that's on my TV right now that I talked about earlier? 
No, no it's, it's whatever happened to like anti evolution No, baby Jane, so but what, it was the one after that that it, yes, the one that, that's the one after that. Is it whatever hush, happened to uh, sweet, sweet Charlotte? Sweet Charlotte. It, it is, Sonny. You. Good Thank job. You. Whoa! Yeah, because um, started, Joan Crawford. The original title was "Whatever Happens to Blah Blah." What was it? Whatever happens to what? It was originally a "Whatever Happens." I only know this because I watched that stupid uh, thing oh, on you? FX. Yeah, yeah, which was I thought great. Did you guys watch that? I didn't see it. Oh man, I thought it was. I I have to say, I thought it was really great. Um, but yeah, jo- Joan Crawford did Baby Jane with uh, Betty Davis, and thought that okay, we'll we'll both do Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. And yeah, uh, Betty like screwed her over, and they cast Olivia De Havilland instead. And it was really like embarrassing. Oh, where like yeah. Joan showed up to the set, and it's like, yeah, sorry, dear, we have we have a real actress here. Beat it. Oh lord. Yeah, yeah, nasty shit. Absolutely. So I the only thing I would say about a uh, few that I didn't like from what I've heard from film experts, they all felt the portrayal of Robert Aldrich, who directed Baby Jane, was uh, and it was uh, what's his face, who's awesome always. Uh, oh God, he's Doc Ock in Spider Man Two. I know. Oh, yeah, Alfred Molina. Yeah, Alfred Molina. Thank you. Um, yeah. Throw me the whip. Throw me the idol. Yes, exactly. Of course. You know, <laughs> Molina's always great, but I guess the way they wrote Robert Aldrich, everyone's like, yeah, if you knew Bob, but uh, no, he wasn't a weenie, and no, he was, you know, a much more distinguished man, and was, you know, tolerant of both women, and was not a pushover. And also was like, you know, the head of the Directors Guild at one point and everything. And so I know old Hollywood people are like, yeah, that's my only problem with the movie. It's like, all right. Oh, weird. It's like, so, so go she, ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that's like Cinderella Man being a boxing expert. I, I loved, uh, and I forget his name, Craig, whoever, who played Max Bear, the guy that Russell Crowe, you know, that's the champ that Russell Crowe crow beats All right. but the real story of max bear because it's like yeah i killed two men in the ring and i'm proud of it and it's like that was jethro's dad by the way from the beverly hillbillies and i actually had <laughs> jethro on uh sporting news radio and interviewed him and he's like yeah my dad was like sick about the fact that he killed two men in the ring he started chain smoking it really upset him for the rest of his life and no he wasn't proud oh, wow. of it of course he wasn't proud of it he was a human being and so and i and i we actually got to have ron howard on when cinderella man was being promoted and I didn't get to interview him, but our morning show did. And I said, you got to ask about that and say, you know, boxing experts know that Max was not a bad guy. Why did you write him that way? And he's like, well, I felt we needed a villain. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's a choice. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I just thought that Jim Braddock's story of dealing with the depression and his comeback in and of itself was an interesting enough story that you didn't actually need a bad guy fighter. But whatever, you know, Hollywood. I don't think he would make that same choice Probably today. Not. Yeah, I, I think he would. Cho- I think he would choose to just show that you know everybody was just trying to get right. by, exactly. and it ate and him yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, so anyway. What were you going to say, Shauna? I, I interrupted. No, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna tell Julie the the film school question. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Yes, it did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you How still many... on your commute, poor listener? <laughs> <laughs> get a job hey, closer man. to home. No, for this nothing. is this is for the people that have to like file all day. And have their earbuds in while yeah. they're collating or data entry yeah. and stuff. Oh no, there's a word balloon audience that thanks you that it's this long. Take us with you to the bathroom too. <laughs> like, don't stop. Whatever you do. Yeah, uh, this is a scintillating question. How many feet in length must a movie be to be considered a feature Ooh, film? Interesting. Good tech question. This would no longer apply. Anymore. Probably not. That is not at all interesting. I, I, I'm curious. Two hundred and fifty. 
Oh, no, no, no. Honey. I have no idea. 3,000. Wow. Oh, 3,000 feet? That's so stupid. Well, you think 24 <laughs> frames per second, right? <laughs> I'm so judgmental stupid. of all these questions. <laughs> How Let's dumb see. are dumb people, I you want guys? you to get a time machine well, and go back. That's okay. Because oh. Trivial Pursuit clearly doesn't like you. Because they consider the monkeys to be a vapid rock group who made a <gasps> vapid 1968 film titled Ted. I, I would have gotten that I, one. I know you would have gotten that one. They called it vapid. That's very interesting. That makes me angry. All right, who's that? That was in a different category. I liked it, but I thought you <laughs> vapid. Very interesting. I'm ready to be humiliated for all you file cabinets out there. Yeah, Yay. two, two. I got two. Julie, you want to ask him a question? Yeah, you want you want titles? It's, yeah, titles. Titles. All right. Okay. Oh, all right. So I what, object. Do you want to, what film had a blind Audrey Hepburn battling the baddies in oh. her own apartment? Oh, I've seen this movie. Um, blackout or something? It is Blackout. No, it's not Blackout. <laughs> no, Blackout, not Blackout. <laughs> Whackout. What? I don't know. That's, Tom's, uh, that's Tom Star's show. I thought he said that. Star's show, it's very big. Whackout. It's going to be. You were, the big Whackout. You were glorious in, in Whackout. Is that your final answer? The big Whackout? It's called like, it's called like Blackout or Darkness or something. So oh, close. It's called Wait Until yes, Dark. There. Can I just say Alan Arkin was actually the bad guy in that movie? Is that all right? Is that allowed? Was that Alan Arkin? That was my attempt at Alan Arkin, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yes. was he in the yeah, movie? He's, the, he's the one of the bad guys, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. That movie freaks me great. out when they're like, it's like it's like uh, the scene in uh, Sense of the Lambs where they're right yeah. there. Oh, oh no, it's, it's a great play and a, an amazing movie. No, it's a great movie. So, bummer. All right. Good job, Tom. Good job, Tom. All right, rolling. I so missed it does. again. What do you well, mean, good job? <laughs> All I'm doing is meeting Shauna. <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive. You said you need support. Keep failing me, Shauna. You're my only hope. Uh, hey, you're, you're <laughs> I'll take five, and I'll take a Tom Qu- King question. Oh, man, I want to get a harder oh, one. Oh, Tom, you should change your name for all your future books to Tom Queen. <laughs> Did I say Tom Queen? I hope not. That's too yeah, that would be awesome. I thought I said Tom King question, but all right. The Tom 1958 Queen. Stanley Donnan musical Damn Yankees featured which of the following songs? Baby, You Knock Me Out, Good Morning, Heart, or prehistoric man. Uh, it's heart. You gotta have heart. <laughs> gotta oh, it is heart. heart. Oh, you have yeah, miles and miles and miles of heart. Jerry Lewis, of course, I was, remade it. I was in Yankees in tenth grade. Gwen so. Verdon, holy cow, in that movie. Wow. Prehistoric man. There's a song called Prehistoric Man. <laughs> like, just think of the rhyming. Like, think of the. Ugh. Prehistoric. <laughs> the man. iambic pentameter. Prehistoric man. You make me man, euphoric, man. Oh. Whoa! Well done. <laughs> I take back all is. the mean things I've said about say, you. Say, say. Oh, take man. it all back. I thought that one would throw you out. It's a musical comedy. You nailed it. Hey perfectly. man, I'm I'm the king of parody songs, and I was very pleased at WonderCon back in San Francisco. I want to say 2009. I'm having lunch with Fraction and Rick Remender, and we're all talking and stuff, and we're talking about parodies. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, had, I wrote this uh, sports parody of when Mike Ditka went to coach the New Orleans Saints. And I did the song, uh, The Battle of New Orleans, and I did The Coach of New Orleans. And that's that song. In 1814, we took a little trip. Yeah. 
And uh, and and Fraction grew up in Chicago, and his eyes got big. He's like, I remember hearing that song. That was awesome. And I was so delighted. I'm like, oh, Matt, I wrote something you like. I'm like, that's a nice switch. I'm like, that's adorable. I'm like, how many things have I written that you guys know? So, you know, that was very sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. Wait, I was 100% sure this story was going to end with you talking about how you wrote a song called You Gotta Have Fart. <laughs> and now that it didn't, <laughs> I am disappointed. Why? Why would you think that? That's amazing. You know, you know the movie? Because it was, it was in the Because he started out being like, I, I love, I was like, that's a hard question. He's like, no, I know that answer because I wrote parody songs. I'm like, how, what would you do a parody song with fart? It's not weird owl about farts. Exactly, jeez. Dude, you gotta have a fart would be a top 10. That's like a Mad Magazine kind of like lyric that you would read. You gotta have fart. That's fantastic. You gotta have fart. Shana, do you, do you know the movie, Dan Yankees Well? I, I don't know it super well, but I know most of the music from Damn Yankees. I'm, I'm so, pretty sure Gene you know. Stapleton is in the movie. Like, not a big role, but uh, I think she's yes, one of the women in the yes. movie. I believe John, you are what's correct. the score? Am I winning it's, yet? It's, uh, I got four. You have? Do you have two or three? I have two. Yeah, so it's four, two, Tom has one, and poor Sean is not on the board yet. All right, we're going really? to five. Okay. Yeah, really, I know, guys. You're very sweet. God, poor, poor King, it's 1 a.m. his time. I'm sure he's like dying. Let's just finish, Jesus. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fairly good impression of me. I'm not going to deny it. No, I mean in more in desperation of being asleep, buddy. That's all. I swear. You know, I love all three of you. What are you talking about? You guys are awesome for doing this. Seriously, I'm having a blast, and I can't wait to. God, I'll be releasing far. this. This is the next word balloon. Gotta have fart. fart. I think that might be the title for the episode. (laughs) 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 All right, Shauna, roll. I thought it was. uh, Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So I rolled a two, (laughs) and uh, uh, I'll allow my sister to ask me a question. Tit. Awesome. All right. What film recounted the real life African adventure? I don't like where this is going. What film recounted the real life African adventures of naturalist Joy Adamson? I don't even know who Joy Adamson is. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I, I would guess, yeah. but all right. Okay, well, it's not Gorillas in the Mist. Uh, it's all in the neighborhood, though, and I bet you if you think about it a decade or, or two earlier. You... I, I was going to say Out of Africa. Oh, I think a little earlier. Dang. Yeah, it is earlier. It's Born, it born Free. free. I kind of figured it was. Uh, oh, buddy. Oh. Sean, I'm so Sean, sorry. Oh. Sean, I'm not sorry at all. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> From this one point that I have, I'm sitting pretty. Oh, God. <laughs> You're welcome, our, Mr. King. I got two. Um, I want a Tom King uh, softball. Right. Oh, softball. All right, wait, I got to find these ants. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> uh. What actor earned his only two Oscar nominations for roles played opposite Greer Garson in Mrs. Miniver and Madame Curie? Frederick March, Henry Travers, Robert Donat, or Walter Pigeon? Walter Pigeon. That's yes, correct. indeed. Nice Yay! one. I love Walter Pigeon. Damn it. So I ask myself questions. He again. was like, <laughs> I mean, he was great in you know the 50s when he was doing like Fan, uh, Forbidden Planet and uh, the the Washington movie that he made with Preminger in the early sixties, uh, but I, but I I like watching him in the thirties and he was really like leading man good looking back then. I, I wouldn't go that far. Really? Oh, 
I'm not. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't turn him down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I do love him in uh, Forbidden Planet. And uh, what am I? Adv- advising Consent was the one that I was trying to think of with Adol Preminger. That's a great movie. That movie that a- hits the gay lifestyle pretty hard for 1960 or whatever. Because that's one of the little side stories where the senator has like kind of a secret gay past. That yeah, oh, really? it's, and it's oh, Don yeah. Murray, and Don Murray is a like. They don't come out and say it, but his name is Brigham, and he's clearly like a Mormon uh, person, and has a wife and a kid and stuff. Uh-huh. And it turns out he's got like this deep dark secret. And yeah, this uh, or no, is it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was Don Murray. Yeah, I was about to say if the name is I like the name Brigham, but does that mean that you're Mormon if you have that name? Well, Brigham Young was the. Uh, yeah, is that like a is that like a Mormon? I think thing? so, and also they kind of allude to uh, his religious background without coming out and saying Mormon. I believe in the movie. That's a great all star movie. Walter Pigeon and uh, God, Peter Lawford is in it, and um, Lou Ayres, Doctor Kildare, and uh, I mean, I know I'm naming names that you guys may or may not know, uh, but of course Henry Fonda and uh, the guy who was married to Elsa Lanchester, uh, Charles uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Charles Lawton. Lawton. Oh. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great uh, soap opera politics movie where Fonda is being considered for Secretary of State and he has to be approved by the Senate. So it's the hearings to get him approved. Burgess Meredith has a great small supporting role. And uh, when they go to dig into Don Murray's gay past, um, Sinatra has a song in the movie. And it's they, they go into a gay bar in like 1960 and it's obviously all men and everything and this song is playing, I think, as a kind of intended to be an unsettling contrast to the scene you're witnessing. And it's uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting moment in 60s cinema. That's cool. Whose <laughs> turn is it? That's a fair question. Uh, so you just did Robert Taylor, so it's Tom's, Tom's story. Oh, yeah. Tom. Oh, it's my turn? Not Robert Taylor, I right? roll... Whatever. A one. Pigeon, Walter Pigeon, yes, thank you. I rolled a one. So you can either do settings. Do you want me to do settings? What's my other option? Just settings. Settings. <laughs> I'll take settings Understood. for a hundred. Okay. Settings or settings. Um, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Sounds like I'm about to get something no, wrong. What was half <laughs> of the 1961 film The Hustler set around? And even though with settings, I would, you know, it's not a place, per se. Was it set around? Oh. What was the movie about? A pool hall? Yes. Does that count? It's a pool table, but I will give you pool hall, because... Oh! Take that shot! Oh, shoot! Lapping you! Woohoo! On the port! Well, you got two, so... That was a super easy one. I like it. You're allowed... So, all right, that's a five. I will take a trivial pursuit question from the Bensons. All right, Shauna, I think you're up. Oh, am I? Uh, Five. Production, green. Okay, what did Clark Gable and Bing Crosby often have taped while making movies? Oh, that's not good. Yeah, really. What did they often have taped while making movies? (laughs) Their butt. (laughs) Tape up my butt, Scarlet. I'm about to do it. Oh, the house. 
Fart. Hey, break out the duct no, tape. Why don't you tape the cheeks for a second? Um, what do they have taped? Oh, uh, so it's got to be a part of their body, obviously. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um, well, not necessarily. That's what I'm guessing. Um, do you mean like tape, like masking tape, or like audio tape? I'm gonna no. I'm gonna guess like actual tape, like body tape or something. I'm gonna say toupees. Uh-huh. Hair, head, hair. Uh, no. It would be their other more prominent feature, which is their ears. Oh, of course. Dumb. What? Very stupid, of course. They both had giant ears. Like, tape their ears yeah, down? Back. Yeah. No, they tape yeah. back. Why? Because they stuck out. Because they stuck out, so they would push they them back. Goofy. They'd tape yeah, them they back. Yeah, they look goofy. Yeah. Right. I mean, anytime you ever see, like, a, a, a caricature of either one of those guys, it's all about oh, their totally. ears. Well, yeah. yeah. Like a sugar bowl. Yeah. <laughs> With handles, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, damn. So John didn't get, get it. We're I'm still, still going. I know. Oh, that's bad because oh, that means the game keeps going. This is like the game of the damned. It means, it means we got to go I one know. more round. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, final round. Right, that's I'll never fair. see final my round. children again. You guys have been champs for uh, putting up with this. I hope you're having fun. I mean, you guys. I am. And, yeah. and I yeah. mean the listener as well. But I hope the listeners. But uh, yes, okay. Shauna, get on the board, hon. Yeah. Okay, I rolled a twelve. Nope, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Twist. <laughs> I should probably put the twelve-sided die away. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a four. All so. right. I'll read you. Do you want on screen or do you yeah, want a Tom King? Uh, no. Nah, let's let's do the on screen because since I got Mickey Rooney wrong now, I'm like. <laughs> All right. This You're is on screen. I'm asking the question. What? Did Barbara Streisand have misty watercolor memories of? Are you kidding me? Nope. Memories. Memories. Like the corners. Mm, What what did she have misty watercolor memories of? Of the way we were. Yes. Yay. Son, I got one. Yay, I got one. Tom's still, Tom, you're still still I still like that movie. Because it really is a good look at like 30s through the 50s and old old Hollywood and that, the communist right? blacklist and all that stuff. I thought it was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they get that cute beach house. And I'm always like, man, I wish I had like a Venice beach house. <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. Oh man. Okay. Um, I rolled a six, and I want Wait, a pick Tom me. King. Pick- I'm picking you, Tom King. I literally randomly opened up my book, and this is the question that appeared. Oh God. Okay. Uh, this is I. I don't know if you're gonna get this. Is a tough one, okay? Okay. Who played Barbara Streisand's husband in the 2004 comedy Meet the Foxes? <laughs> <laughs> Was it A. Donald Sutherland? <laughs> B. <laughs> Dustein. I don't know how to pronounce that. Huff, Huffman. Hey, Huffman. Huffman. C. Gene Hackman or D. Robert Redford. Oh my God! The answer would be a Dustin Hoffman. Oh, oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> wow. Now, did you work on Fockers? Was that one of the movies you worked on with him? I did. I did. We're laughing uproariously. Sorry, anyone filing. Um, we're laughing uproariously because I worked for Dustin Hoffman. That was my first job in LA for three years, and the first movie I worked on with him was Meet the Fockers. And I actually taught Barbara Streisand how to play Texas Hold'em. That's awesome. What? That's cool. Yeah. 
we were playing uh, Texas Hold'em in his trailer with uh, like his kids and I think Dustin was playing, I can't remember, but it was when it was like a big deal and everyone knew how to play. Like today, if I had to teach them how to play Texas Hold'em, I, I don't think I'd know how to do it. But um, she came in and I just remember staring at, like the, the joke is real. Like I was just staring at her nails as she was like delicately holding these playing cards in her hand and trying to understand how to play Texas Hold'em. And I was like, I'm sitting next to Barbara Streisand and I'm staring at her nails. This isn't real. How awesome were her nails? Were they amazing? <laughs> Oh, they were like butter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear? And I know you, I don't know how much you listen to other podcasts or of any podcast. Alec Baldwin had a great one with her where they were in her kitchen and it was just this great 45 minute talk and it was great. Really oh. interesting. Very, very interesting. Very so, cool. That's awesome. So. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he's, uh, he's and a now... bit of lately, has he? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about him in a long time. Yikes. (laughs) And now we know that Julie is officially in the classic movie TCM trivia book. So you're super old. I am super old. Oh my gosh. A movie you worked on right there. That's true. You'll see my name in the credits. That's totally true. You're in the credits? Yeah, of course. Oh my god, you're so famous. Can I have an autograph? I'm so famous. It's almost like I write Batman. I would totally stand like for your name. Oh, all my friends did. It was yeah. very sweet. Did they all clap when your name came up? Of That's course. Because yes. I worked really hard what theater, on it. What theater did you see it in? Do you guys remember? Uh, I don't even remember where I saw the okay. movie, the actual okay. movie. Shauna might remember. Uh, I'm trying to. I, we you probably know, went to the premiere or something, so I don't oh, even remember. Okay, sure. That sounded so snotty, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, pardon me. Oh, my goodness. Excuse you guys. I was probably at the premiere. The premiere. <laughs> I have to say, like, premiere. I just, remember, I just remember we snuck into a theater at the end credits just so we could see her name. Oh, and yeah. We, <laughs> we didn't actually, like, stay to watch the movie. We just went in to see her name. And then we that, did do that. That was hilarious. cute. I was in a multiplex, so I'm not sure which one. Might have been at the Grove or something. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> King. All right, it is a five. King, you want a production question? Do you want? Do you, no, but I'll, I guess want, I'll take do you it. Do you want Shauna to read it to you? <laughs> Give him TCM. Shauna, read me a production question. Okay. Uh, what Victor Hugo novel was filmed in 1909, 1913, 1918, 1925, 1946, 1952, and 1957, and then went to TV as The Fugitive. Oh, my God. And, of course, there was a modern uh, or 2000s uh, version as well. Uh, Two. Two, in fact. Is it Les Miserables? Three. The Fugitive is Les Mis? Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd be Jean Valjean. All right, Jean Valjean. I love Barry. I don't care. Tommy Lee Jones is Javier. I was, I was going for the. Uh, <laughs> I never put that that's together. Right. That's cool. I was going for the uh, TV show, the Barry Moore, the David Jensen. You know. Yeah. God, David Jensen is a great uh, Tonight Show guest spot that he does. He is drunk out of his mind, and it is like he's trying <laughs> so hard to hold it together. And Johnny is like, Ah, yeah. So uh, you're just uh, back from Tokyo. Tell me about it. And I'll tell you, Johnny. <laughs> it's fantastic, David Jensen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Love David Jensen. 
All right, then. Oh, it's my turn. All right. All right. I don't care. It's either going to be a tie between it. me and Julie or I'm going to win if I get this one right. <gasps> I'm saying. I'm just saying. I okay. rolled a five, and I will take a, a, a production question because it'll be hard. Okay. Do you want it for me? Yeah. yeah. All right. Whose autobiographical book was the film Papillon based on? Why are we getting all the Dustin Hoffman questions? Who's autograph? Oh man! Well, it's a guy from Devil's Island. I have no idea. So, uh, I would not. Yeah, know this I, Jesus, I have no. I mean, again, I'm sure it was on everyone's minds that year that uh, that D- didn't Dusty win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for Papillon? Probably. I so. so I have no idea, but I'm going to say Steve McQueen's character, even though that's wrong. Okay, it's Henry Charles. Yeah, so yeah, of All course, right. Henry. Um, Shauna, I have to ask you this question. It's on the okay. same card. What movie had Paul Williams playing a character named Swan who worked for Death awesome. Records? Oh my awesome. God! Phantom of the Paradise. I love that movie. Yeah. I love that there's a Phantom of the Paradise question and in again, Trivial that's Pursuit. The, that's the benefit for all the tough questions. They always surprise you. I guess Canadian uh, game, Trivial Pursuit. Not a, yes, is I it? Believe a Canadian uh, product. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Is it a? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the worst joke that was ever joked. It was so good though because it was there was like the greatest pause afterward of everyone just like groaning internally. Just <laughs> uh, had Lemire on. Just uh, talked to Jeff Lemire. Speaking of great can- Canadians. Oh, I'm such a fan He's, of his. Do you guys know him? Have you guys had spent time with uh, him? We've only emailed him just this year. He's yeah. Terrific. Or end of last year. Tommy, do you know him well at all? I wouldn't say I know him well. I know he's, him a little he's bit. He's one of my favorite people to have on and always always great. And we just had a great conversation. Very excited for his DC book, The Terrifics. Oh, yeah. He's, he sent me the first yeah. issue. It looks amazing and it's fun. And it's a great all-ages book that doesn't talk down to its audience. So you could give it to a kid and it's obviously in modern DC continuity and it's not, you know... It like purposely made for a young audience, and there's nothing wrong with those books. But I know being a kid, sometimes it's like, no, I want to read the real Spider-Man story. I don't want to read an all-ages Spider-Man story. Give me what's going on in the real books. Right. And that's what the terrifics are, and it's excellent, just great. Love it, love it. Uh, Oh, that's so cool, John. I just did a quick fact check for you. Uh, Papillon uh, was only nominated for one Oscar. And it was for best music for score by Jerry Goldsmith. Oh my God! I I could have sworn Dusty was up for that because he was so good. He's great in that, huh? as is McQueen, for that matter. McQueen was nominated for a Golden Globe, but he did not Interesting. win. Interesting. Thank you. Was his character Harry Sherry or whatever? I'm sure it was because he's the lead. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. <gasps> so does that Henry? mean John no, wins no, no, that no, question? No. I knew it was his character. Henri Sherry. No. no, 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 no. We we tied. We tied. It's cool. All right, so does that mean yeah. we tied? Yeah. You guys will have to do it. Damn it. Well, Damn we're going to have to arm wrestle. How many did Tom get? Tell, tell us the number that Tom, Tom got. Tom got three. Woo-hoo! Benson just got I got one. Yeah, you just got to look. It was the luck of the draw, yeah. Benson. I mean, what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know your what shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She actually is. She is my walking IMDb. I'm constantly doing that thing of like, you know, that one guy in the in the one thing that was with um, uh, Shelly Winters or whatever. And she'll go, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I love yeah. Burge. Just Burgess. read Burgess's autobiography. And that I had no idea. He and it. Paulette Goddard, who was one of Chaplin's wives, 
uh, and a lovely woman, uh, but Burge, Burge and she were together for a long time. Burge also, much like Shelley Winters, got around. Who the hell knew? The Penguin did quite well. That's, <laughs> that's well, hey. so unsettling. Can we not leave on that <laughs> note? Quack, quack, quack. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I, I, I was going to say, you know, we were talking before we started recording about the SAG movies we've all gotten, and, and well, you guys get uh, WGA movies and screeners. So in this in this mm-hmm. pre-Oscar uh, environment right now, what what movies have you seen and liked? Well, that's a good question. Um, I really liked Hostels. Interesting. The it's a yeah, western. Christian Bale and uh, Rosamund Pike. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that okay. one. It's really violent, but. Um, I just found it to be, it just felt like an actual old school cool. Western. And, and talk about PTSD, Tom. Oh, my God. This guy is just like, he's he's killed so many people. And then they kind of send him out on this mission. And he's like losing his mind. It's great. Interesting. <laughs> it's great. Light. Do we all think that Daniel Day is going to probably wind up with the Oscar because he's announced that this is his final film? I don't know. I haven't Phantom seen it threat. yet. But everyone says it's beautiful and slow and, and boring and yeah, beautiful. You know? Beautiful and slow and boring and beautiful. Yes. I'll be interested in who the, who the nominees are for best actor because it's a tough field. And also women for that matter. Tough field. Yeah, they're both tough this year, actually, yeah. I think. I haven't seen Shape of Water yet, but I, I plan to before the end of the week. I I have to say I liked listening to Guillermo del Toro on – there's a great DGA podcast, cool. by the way. You guys should download awesome. it. Um, they're only about, you know, 35, 40 minutes, but it's a director interviewing another director about their movie, which they've obviously just screened at the DGA. And there's a great one with Guillermo talking about, um, that movie and Shape of Water. And I didn't love the movie as much as I loved hearing him talk about the movie. So that was frustrating. No, I'm psyched to see it. But everyone's saying it's, it's the best movie of the year. And there you go. That and uh, I really enjoyed Florida Project. Because I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was like a documentary at first. I'm like, what am I watching here? Because I just had no clue. And yeah, it's all scripted. And it was really it was really um, amazing. Yeah, and great things about that. So, And Lady Bird was yep. fun. Yeah. I liked I, Tanya. Loved I, Tanya. Oh, I, Tanya was Loved fun. it. Very funny. I kind of felt like, though, that you could have... Like, I liked it, but it was like, that could have been a made-for-TV movie. Like, I didn't need... Hollywood big budget. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I saw the thirty for thirty. But, you know, Margot. Yeah. Oh, I oh, heard that. Yeah, story. with her mom. Yeah, that was oh. all intense. No, that the the documentary was really, really intense and much more uh, sympathetic, obviously, than the broad comedy of I Tanya. Oh man! Well, I do like that director. Again, he was on that w, the DGA thing too. I hate talking about another no, podcast not at all. on your podcast. No, we but- love- that's directors. No, that's but I, even if they're good comic book, hey man, Dave Harper, uh, 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 off panel. That's a great show. He's a great. He's a great there comic book interviewer. Um, yeah. No, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, <laughs> I want good com- I want to listen <laughs> like, to good, good comic book podcasts as well. So please, it's that's totally cool. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. to hear about the DGA ones. No, that's awesome. Tom, anything? Have you seen anything? Obviously, you've been busy writing. You haven't seen anything. I got. Three yeah, kids. Uh, boss baby wasn't what people said it was. I don't know. <laughs> Just can't trust the, the system anymore. I saw that Boss Baby was on the, the flight back from DC, and I almost watched it, and I was like, no, I like myself exactly. too much. Yeah, I can't bring myself to watch it either. Sorry. 
Thanks, baby. And again, you got kids. It's cool. Did you did you see uh, did you see Coco? Yeah, how or, uh, I heard that was good. The, the... Yeah, my, my wife went, so I don't get to see half of the kids' okay. movie. I get to see all the kids' movie. Well, I won't. I, I won't get that into the. So... Yeah, I won't get into the superhero movies because obviously, then we'll be on for another two hours yelling. And yeah, you guys are tired. Sure. And I understand. Yes. All I right. Think, great job. I I love this. I uh, believe me, and uh, I mean it when I say it. Let's uh, let's set up stuff in the weeks ahead so that uh, we do straight up uh, conversations as well, and I can catch up on your books, all of you. And uh, amazing. Yes, please. But you're well, amazing. You guys are the best. You're Seriously, amazing. you're all amazing. Yeah, honestly, that's Shauna, who I'm clearly better than. Point one. That's so true. <laughs> it's fair. Everyone's better than me. No. I always, I always say I wish we all lived on the same street <laughs> so we could see each other more than just you know the months between conventions that we do see each other and everything. So that's my fourth show, Shauna. Everybody's better than Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Poop in the Soup and uh, uh, what was the me and yes me and PPD. Coming to a theater near you. Oh, we got poop in the soup. I mean, I don't know if we can beat that. We should just end on poop in the the soup. Exactly. uh, People who play on Word Balloon get to take the poop in the soup board game home with them. The home version. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, my God. All right. Thanks, guys. Good job. Bye, John. Bye. There you go. Great conversation. Great movie talk. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with uh, the Bensons and Tom King. They'll all be back. Because uh, they like coming on War Balloon, which is just fantastic. And as always, I thank the comics community for coming on and uh, sharing their stories right here on Word Balloon with us each week. we got another great episode coming up in just a few days. I hope you'll enjoy it. Today's episode brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. There are some amazing books available from InStock Trades. And first, let's uh, check out some Tom King books. Well, you can get things like... Uh, his participation on uh, a few uh, things, like, for instance, uh, Grayson, of course, uh, the volume two, We All, All Die at Dawn. That's uh, Tim Seeley and Tom King and Mikhail Janin, who also has been doing excellent work with Tom uh, on Batman here and there. But this is volume two when uh, Dick Grayson was a spy and Spiral was going on. Grayson must stop the uh, Paragon from using the body parts of a dead villain to create something far more sinister. You also see Dick going after Midnighter, and uh, also, of course, uh, Huntress comes into the battle as well, as she was part of the Spiral story. You can get, uh, let's see, Volumes 1 and 2 are both available from in-stock trades. They're the same price, 45% off, $8.24 for each volume. Man, what a great run. Everybody loved Grayson. And, of course, it led to bigger things for Tom in the uh, DC Universe. Now let's look up the the, uh, Benson sisters and see what you can find from InStockTrades.com. Can you hear me uh, typing while I'm doing this? Let's see here. Of course, there's uh, Volume 1 of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Who is Oracle? Uh, A tremendous start to their uh, run in the DC Rebirth. It's 45% off, $9.34. Is that the only? I guess that's the only Julian Shauna Benson uh, book currently available from InStockTrades. Well, you know, they're just getting started with their run. Um... Oh, excuse me. There's also uh, Blue Beetle Volume Two, uh, Hard Choices, and uh, they're right there on the on the cover for that. And I, I'm trying to see: are they the only writers? For it looks like they are. So uh, that was a great arc as well that they did. Uh, wrote Claire Rowe, uh, the artist on uh, Blue Beetle, 
And uh, that is 45% off, $9.34 as well. We mentioned earlier that you can get the uh, Super Deluxe version of the Vision hardcover. This covers the whole story, plus it also covers all the extras you got from uh, the Vision Director's Cut. This is 488 pages, and uh, again, what a great story. 45% off, just $21.99 from InStockTrades.com. Check it out for yourself. Great books, great prices, and uh, your orders are $50 or more. Receive free shipping. It's really one of the best uh, online bookstores you're going to find with uh, tremendous value and a great selection. Check it out for yourself, InStockTrades.com. Thanks again for listening to Word Balloon today. And just busting with uh, some of the interviews that I've got coming up in the days and weeks ahead uh, that are already done and some uh, that are uh, planned and uh, will be wonderful to catch up with old friends and uh, also uh, new conversations as well. So I look forward to sharing those with you in the days ahead. Thanks again for listening today. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2018.